and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner and I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello. I'm also here with James Farley. Hello. And John Denton is here. Hello. All right, guys. We've got lots to talk about. Let's get straight into feedback, Matt. Come on. James, did you know that the Switch version of FIFA 18 is half price? (laughs) No. I see. The thing is, I don't want to just say this has been annoying me because obviously I, well, I deserve you can, it. James. I mean, I know obviously I deserve it for all the ridiculousness that went on, but it has got quite tiresome now. I just like I just opened well, up. What's like, got t- tiresome? What getting messages from people telling me that I can get FIFA like cheap on Switch at the moment? Like <laughs> I've honestly, I have got loads of tweets on it, and I just I just opened up like Rollmark, right, and. It says, I looked at the, the Switch topping, and it says, oh, you've got, someone's quoted you. And of course, it's somebody saying, oh, you can get this really cheap now, like, at me. <laughs> it's like, but the How many tweets is, have you got? Eh? How many tweets did you get? Like, I can't, really? I can't remember, but what is a, what's annoying? Okay, about five or six. But what's annoying about it <laughs> five or six. is, Barrage. it's been bombarded. Still annoying, but what's annoying about it is the way that every single one seems to think they're the first person that said it as well. Yeah, but they, they, they haven't seen what other people have said to you. You can't have a garden for that. Well, it's annoying, and it was it, it was irritating, but hopefully now we can later rest the fact that I'm not buying another copy of FIFA on the Switch. Well, nobody, I mean, nobody's going to tweet you now that you've expressed yeah, your Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine anyone's going to tweet you with any FIFA deal. you about the discount on FIFA. For, in fact, any time that there's money off any version of FIFA for the next, yeah, I don't know, anything. how many years you've got left? A couple of years. I mean, really, <laughs> even if it's a bundle, like, oh, yeah, James, it's a great FIFA, FIFA 19 bundle. Have we got a console? That's a great bundle. That's our price. See, at first I tried to be nice, you know, and just tried to, like, reply and say, no, no, so it's okay, I'm, I'm going to stick with what I've got. To one person. But yeah, but then after a while you start to get. But then after a while you just start to get like, yeah, I'm just going to ignore you because that's annoying. After a while, you can't after, talk after like you're Kanye tweet. West getting hate for like three days on seven million followers. You had five tweets. Four tweets. It was annoying, John. It was really annoying. And uh, yeah, it, yeah. I've got a feeling like it's it's incredible. Really, I've known James for so long, and he's had so much patience with me. I mean, how he hasn't just fucked me off and just like <laughs> completely blocked me from his life is unbelievable. Because the shit that I give him compared to five tweets like it's just he's got the shortest fuse with people with other people i think i've just sapped up all his patience it's insane i don't know um, how that's okay. happened it's, it is a bit odd but, you know. it is odd it is odd i like i cannot believe that you still know me go on uh we need to talk about wednesday night and the uh, ridiculous fuck up that dave did when he first edited the podcast dave do you want to explain yourself uh god right okay well i mean it's very very dull um, I've edited uh, the podcast and for some reason it cut out when I exported it, it cut out most of John's audio track. Uh, so when I uploaded it, it, everyone's going, where's John? You're just talking to yourself. And I checked, I was like, fuck. Um, so I re-edited it. Um, it took me an extra two hours. I was so gutted. When I finished editing on Wednesday, I was like, yes, I finished early. And then it took me an extra two hours to get that podcast up because every time I uploaded it, it for some reason, it was just re-uploading the dodgy version instead for the new one. It's a boring story and it was re- it's a boring very frustrating. Story, but yeah, just, I mean, every week you say, look, look, I did the editing, I did the editing, just we need to get that right, Dave. Oh, all right. Matt, sorry, you questioned my work. Because yeah. yesterday you spent... Oh, what? <laughs> was it about an hour and a half trying to tweet out this like teaser picture that we were talking that was about? Ridiculous. And then that when was... you finally put it up, it was still fucked. There was like some weird glitch at the bottom of the image. Yeah, that's so that. I mean, glass houses. Is <laughs> it in a glass house, Matt? She was talking things about your glass house, you silly bastard. 
Anyway, we've got another email from someone. Oh, so you, um, oh is that not but, in there? That feedback's not in there about you fucking up. No, just just my one, yeah? All right, well, ha- okay, have we got on. any feedback Go about me fucking up? Go on. Yeah, my feedback is you're a prick. Go on. It's also because nobody knew, <laughs> did they? We didn't like advertise the fact that also what you tweeted made no sense and everyone was really confused. I mean, you could have made that's it. That, that's the point. He okay. said. He said. He, he kept. He kept changing the text as well, right? He kept saying, "Okay, well, first, I'm just going to tweet this with Wednesday written written down. Wednesday. No, no, actually, I'm going to do new announcement. Go a brand new announcement <laughs> Wednesday." And we were going, "Okay, Matt. Okay, go with that." And then it come up, and it was just the date. <laughs> Matt's had another meltdown, a complete <laughs> meltdown. Look, I just, I just wanted to tell you where I was with things. I wasn't want to meltdown. I live for this shit. Anyway, Brad from Iowa. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, USA. He's a new listener. Hey, fellas, I heard your show mentioned on the Play One podcast last month, and I've been really enjoying it. I've Please. gone back and listened to a bunch of older episodes from last year, or from the last year, and TCGS has quickly climbed the ranks to become one of my can't-miss weekly pods. For some reason, I can't hear American podcasters insulting and making fun of each other all the time. It really gets on my nerves. Because However, they don't hear... do it. They sit there and they go, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you really are right, mate. You are right, man. That's what they say, isn't it? You are right, dude. And then they go, yeah. And then, oh, I agree with your point. It's terrible. Stick British. Best of British. Right yeah, in. Yeah, it, it, it is. Do that, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't do that <laughs> stuff anyway. Uh, also, however, when I hear you guys ripping to each other every week, it really warms my heart. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's the accents. Thanks for the show. And that's from Brad in Iowa. Cheers, so, Brad. Yeah, it, it's always, it's always good to hear when someone, you know, we've got a new listener because I'm, I'm really sure where they come from, but now we know. Yeah, well, the Player One podcast has been very kind to us uh, over the years. And, uh, yeah, the couple of mentions over Christmas and stuff seems to have uh, dragged in our American chums. Come and join us. Mm, Eat yeah. my shorts. My God, uh, yes, Cowabunga, yes. dude. And then next, we've also got Lee from New Zealand. He's next. Uh, g'day, podders. I've been a long-term fan of the show, um, although I struggle to explain exactly why. Yes, it's well-produced. Well, I mean, depends. Cheers. Uh, it's well-produced, frequently hilarious, and surprisingly insightful video game podcast. But if you ask me to put a finger on why I like it, uh, it's hard to say, but maybe it's the non-stop bickering. Like any group of mates, you never miss a chance to rip the shit out of each other uh, on uh, or jumping on a slide mistake or fuck up often delving months back into the archives to pick up any excuse for a piss take it only works because you can tell you all generally like each other well. and there's no real malice behind it uh, but <laughs> it's one of the things that sets you apart from the rest of the 1001 identikit gaming podcasts out there <coughs> cane and rinse and other stuff like that um, <laughs> so, sorry, I did I added that uh, the pylons are almost always instigated by Dave aka the main one but it's interesting to see how the dynamic has changed since the introduction of John Denton to the fourth chair while Dave never misses a chance to come out swinging against Sean James or Matt it's downright weird that he's never not once ever had a pop at John despite repeated opportunities to do so he's not wrong uh, but go on no, I, have. Uh, for, I think I've had a Papa John. Yeah, I did last week. Yeah, you got the first dip and last week you came at me. Mm. You know what for happens me, when you come at me. For me, this was a spanner in the works of the show. If the well. main one refuses to ever rip the piss out of the new one, then the whole dynamic is fucked. Don't get me wrong, John's been a great breath of fresh air, and I love his perspective on things. And if he's getting the absolute piss ripped out of him, uh, if he. And if he's above getting the absolute piss ripped out of him, then what is TCGS really? Three blokes making pot shots at each other and one with an invincibility <laughs> cheat activated. Yep, that's the new that's the new subheader for the show. So well. very much. <laughs> um well do you want my explanation? Because oh, well, I've, I've got th- more. Oh go on. Okay. What makes it even more nauseating is that when Dave was asked <laughs> to name his favourite gaming journalism personality on Twitter a few weeks ago, he replied with yes, you guessed it, John Denton. 
John uh, there's Dave, also yeah. a bit of a bromance going on here, and there's only one way to solve it. John and Dave either get a room together or getting 30 seconds to rip the shit out of each oh. other and telling the world why the other one is an absolute uh, twat. Clear the air, ten in a jar for the satisfactory resolution of a sexual tension that threatens to ruin TCGS. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. So there is a reason why I, I'm a little bit easier on John, and I don't know if you want to hear this, John. I don't know if it's going to... I don't know. Oh, right, I'll just say just it. Just say it. John is unable to deal with it as well as the others. That's not true. No, it is true. That's not true. And you know it's true. No, no, no. You know the difference it's true. Is, is I give it back hard. No, 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 John. No, no, John, no, no, no. In the week, you text us and said, I was mm. getting genuinely angry during that recording. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. So are we going to have to. It's, it's like walking on eggshells around you. Nah. One, and you threatened to break our necks several times. That's normal. It's true. I mean, I have noticed <laughs> that like, whenever we do. Whenever we do Whenever we do news stories, like whatever John says, David automatically agrees, you know, with whatever it that's is. Because I'm always right. No, that's not true. It is true. The news stories, it's always like that, as this listener has noticed. It's, um, it's pretty. Well, I, I mean, thought you were my team, not... James. I thought we were a little team against these <laughs> no, no, guys. I'm not saying you're I'm saying you're David. You're teamed up. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, wait. James, it only seems like I'm always agreeing with him instead of you because you talk absolute bollocks. <laughs> just, I'm just reporting the, the news, Dave. I just report the news, that's it. <laughs> no, you don't. You just You're read the headlines to say, do you want me to go into it? Yes, we want you to go into it. And fuck. then you have a go with me if I do go into it. <laughs> James, stop bollocks. saying reporting the news. You're not, you don't work for the Daily Planet. Do you just you do, <laughs> stop saying you report the news. Listen, John, I, I, I mean... I think he will be able to handle it. Right now he's in that weird place where I don't know what's going to happen and I don't want him to walk off just yet. So I'm easing him in to the, the Dave, you the can aggro. bring whatever the fuck you want, mate. I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> all right. Come at me, honestly. <laughs> okay. All right, okay, fine. Uh, well, that's, that's it now, isn't it? The line's drawn in the sand and I'm going to jump over it and we'll see what happens. Exactly, we'll see what happens. Oh, great. <laughs> right, okay, that's another threat, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, like, I mean, that's a threat like... <laughs> <laughs> The subtle threats of violence have been pretty good. It's, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's I've enjoyed just it. Been... <laughs> what did you say to Matt last week? One day I'm going to appear behind <laughs> you. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, everyone's... It's like Joe Pesci, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in a fucking bar. Well, just on, a little Matt, bit. What's the next one? Matt, uh, the, the, the next, next Parson actually um, f- following on from that quote he has actually done a he's actually done what he's called the title fight Matt Murray versus John Denton's hashtag John Denton's revenge uh, he's created a YouTube video of a, with a bit of a rap from uh, from last week's confrontation shall we say we've tweeted out on on our, on our Twitter account uh, at Computer Game Pod on Twitter so uh, check it out because it's an amazing little amazing song that he's uh, produced just creating just just using the stuff we spoke about last week. I mean, in fact, actually, don't go to uh, YouTube. I mean, this is literally an audio show. I'll play it now. All right, Matt. What is your problem with law, bro? You probably got in for that. It's because John's uh, not oh, here. So he's yeah, like, you know, he's yeah, all right. He can, say, well, he can do all these he's giving it all the big one, yeah. Uh, you're a prick, John. Next, <laughs> next, uh, next news story. Fucking hell, James. Matt's getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs> I did listen to the show. I always listen to the show. Listen to every episode. Written down some notes. Got some feedback. Maybe I jump ahead of the queue. Someone might tell me I'm wrong. It was so out of the blue. So Matt says uh, you're a prick, John. So that was shocking. Where the fuck did that 
come from? The next time I meet, I bet Matt. But you can check me out. I'm like a battlefront. There's not actually that much you can talk about. Do you want to explain yourself? Call me off guard this one. I think I, think I said. Sounds like a fat boy slim song. One day I'll appear behind you. Don't know when. Don't know where. And I'm gonna hurt you. You're gonna what? Just smash my hand into the chair. chair. Uh, I can't remember what we're talking about. Oh, okay. We didn't actually listen to it. We just went silent then, and I think everyone was waiting for someone else to continue the show. Um, but I edited it in, and there it is. Good. Thank you, Nick. Nick's brilliant. Like, the stuff that he does, he did our theme music. Um, he was Mr. Tits when we were doing Joypod. That was a stuff that was amazing. And that was fucking hilarious. Like, I was laughing throughout. So thanks, uh, thanks yeah, Nick. Yeah, awesome. Class. Awesome. So good. Class. Uh, uh, break. Uh, Breaknace uh, or Breakness uh, has emailed in uh, or tweeted in uh, I felt compelled to write something after last week's pod it reminded me of one of some of the funniest mental images to date and that was hearing of Farley's breakdown after falling uh, or failing on Jet Set Radio was a joy I pictured him flailing wildly <laughs> eyes bulging bearing teeth rolling around on the floor in an ungainly tangle of human and blind do you know uh, what I liked about that when he was describing that how there was no real emo- like when you're talking about being angry you like you usually raise your voice and because you're remembering it or whatever James is just so matter of fact about it. I couldn't get there, so I destroyed a blind. Because I chucked the controller, that went near the blind, it got caught up in the blind, and then I got annoyed. Okay, you're being too logical again to be a <laughs> yeah. human being there, aren't you? Like, that is just, that's, I not, destroyed that's the blind, not real person. I got caught up in the blind, and I was angry at <laughs> the blind, and then I walked off. <laughs> And I snapped the blind on the floor and I stamped on it a bit. He's, yeah, really uh, screwed if it anyone's going to be a serial killer out of us four, it's James. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you might have already, already done it. Um, and it punches <laughs> and kicks were rain down That's on right. the inanimate object. Then his then girlfriend watching mouth open but silent as the battle engulfs the corner of the room. He wouldn't have it his own way. The blind, sensing him tiring, snares an arm, then a leg. And he's required to summon every ounce of his being to to slay us with a fly of elbows or something to that effect I want to say thought, huge you thought, you thought about that way too much mate way yeah. too much that's been playing on your mind uh, it, just, it, it, it won't say huge thanks uh, John's been a great addition uh, it did say um, as parents have any of your children said or done something from a game that's made your other half scowl and question whether you right to let them play games in the first place he said he let his six year old son play Metal Slug on Switch and then his son kept saying heavy machine gun at every opportunity then he re-emailed us saying having re-read my email uh, not easy to spot a typo but he's also worried that he made himself out to be a bad father uh, don't worry about that uh, it, uh, you didn't like a bad father just because you let your uh, six year old play Metal Slug I mean it is a 12 plus but that's... Yeah. Um, no, I mean anything that Harry does, video game related, related Joe just like sort of sighs and gets the hump about it. Uh, but the was the worst was when um, the nursery, the the person who works at the nursery, they're not teachers, are they? What are they called? Nursery, nursery workers, assistant, or nursery. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, she turned around and said, "Oh, um, yeah, we do need to talk about Harry. Uh, he's had a fake Italian accent all day, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm not sure why." And Joe was like, "Yeah, that's no, Mario. He's being he's being Mario." Yeah, uh, but, yeah uh, Melody has a faux American thing. accent. Uh, probably something from, um, from Netflix, I imagine. She always saying no, that. There was, there was, you I said that water. before, haven't you? The YouTube stuff. Uh, yeah, well, well, we've not done. She doesn't. Well, but thankfully, the tablet bloke uh, broke, and then we don't watch YouTube anymore, which is good. But now it's just Netflix. If she watches anything on TV, but that still means she has some faux American accent, which is really weird and embarrassing in shops. See, Harry's Harry's just watching. Like when he's not playing Super Mario Odyssey, he's watching playthrough videos of Super Mario Odyssey, yeah, and I'm like going to Joe. He, he's, yeah. he started watching them on Amazon Video though. Because you know they've got what? them all on there. They're all on, on Prime Video. There's like loads of like Let's Plays of like Mario Odyssey. And like, Is I, it really? Yeah. I, 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 
I don't know what they're doing on there, but there is. There's like a whole ton of them. And uh, yeah, like because I went up there and I was like, "What's up next?" And the whole queue was just full of like Mario Odyssey videos. It's uh, a bit see, James like- is at that age now where I, like, I'm going. Is he really on Amazon? Is he got confused? Because you know what I mean. <laughs> like when your dad Amazon tells video. you that you've seen something on the internet and you're like, "Oh, have, has he? Or has he done yeah, seen it like, somewhere else?" Oh, Amazon, YouTube.com is all the same, isn't it? It's all with video. <laughs> Dave, yeah. you can't you can't say anything about sounding like an old person after Rocket League last night. I mean, what the hell was oh, that God, all about? That was so funny. It's jolting. Very tired, it keeps though. jolting. <laughs> it keeps jolting. It was... I can't play it. I don't know why he had that accent, but that's what, what? happened. <laughs> jolting. You know, Were you lagging. getting angry last night? Because you went quiet for long. Oh, I was periods. just like, "What the fuck have I played Rocket League with, Dave? This is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> I was I having so much fun. I was having so uh, much fun. I don't know why I did that. We'll, we'll put that right. It's jolting. <laughs> It's jolting. Yeah, you were complaining about me having to restart my router, right? Okay. Um, which took, what, about five minutes? And then I said to you, you said, oh, should we play on PS4? I said, yeah, God, yeah. Can we play on PS4, please? And you went, oh, no, I've got a, what was it, a 20 gig download, update no, download? No, 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 no. I said, oh, there's a 1.8 gig download, but it'll take forever on PlayStation because you know what it's like. But then I was like, oh, no, actually, it'll take seven minutes. And you went, oh, no, long ting, let's play on Xbox. Oh, right. and then we were back <laughs> I didn't to, see, I didn't see. <laughs> that does sound like me, but I, I didn't hear you say that it's like well, seven minutes You didn't need to hear me. That. We were having a text message conversation. <laughs> I don't know, John. I was tired. Right, next. Dave, stop fake news me. Um, not, not that Johnny Ball. I'm very much enjoying the undercount of threats of physical violence that John has introduced to the podcast. <laughs> Definitely gives it an edge. I mean... Yeah. Good. I, I, I wouldn't cast some threats, but um, as in more oh, Valinor, better, yeah. we the episode this one was not expecting to hear about Matt Murray's homoerotic asphyxiation fantasy of having John Denton choke him out. No shade, you do you, Matt. Uh, also, Doctor Cena uh, with the same thing. Feedback: Matt, really surprised to hear about his choking fantasy you have, and it's happened half a dozen times. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not normal, and nobody else requests this when you're drunk. Dave, has this ever happened to you? Uh, what, has he ever asked me to choke him out? Yeah, or, no. or, or have you ever asked John to choke you out? No, absolutely not. I don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah, he came close Matt, once you when we were in this, what, why? I don't know, I just thought it'd be funny. And Also, I've never fainted or been knocked out, and I thought, well, this is a safe environment. I'm pissed, John's pissed, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, it sounds well safe. <laughs> um, well, it's safe than getting knocked out outside a club, but so I thought, you know, why not? Um, I can't believe you haven't been locked out, knocked out outside I know, club, I've to be honest so, with I've you. done so many things, I mean... Yeah, I, I can't believe it either, frankly. Just uh, like knocked out on a daily basis as you turn up on your electric skateboard <laughs> with that beard and those shirts. Like, um, honestly, yeah. come I mean, live in Sutton, you get knocked out every day, man. mad shit over the years, but that, that electric skateboard is unbelievably fun. I absolutely See, love it now. I also can't believe that while, you know, you got him to sort of choke you out, nobody filmed this. I just can't understand that. No, yeah, that, that, is, that is bizarre. I think, I think David already passed out at that point and then... I wasn't there. No, it was, I wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, so, so, um, I came the next day. Ch- I, I, think, I think maybe Chet was asleep and now I've was, I, I can't. I don't know either. But clearly, no, no, he wasn't asleep. He was egging me on. <laughs> Why wasn't I doing it? I don't know. It's, a, it's such a good question, and there's no logical answer other than the fact that they were all too pissed to even think of doing that. But yeah, See, yeah I thought you'd yeah. have been all over that, Matt, because it'd have been all over Instagram and everything. You'd have been, you know, well, yeah, it. Well, it would have been great content. The moment's not passed yet. We're meeting up again soon, so. Um... Pretty sure it's yeah. going to happen. I've got to be really hammered for that to happen. And also, it does feel a bit weird now. It's a, a lot of, ooh, there's a lot of build-up. Matt is backing out. Shit, it's back, <laughs> no, backing okay, out already. Out, all... Matt, you're supposed to wait until you're just about to knock out to tap out. You can't do it now. You can't do it weeks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Jakey Invaders. I love that the game, oh, yeah, this, this is my favorite bit of feedback from the week, so we'll get end it on this. Um, I love that the game is called Night in the Woods, but when trying to defend the fact he's played it, Matt says, I've done two of those night visits to the forest. So close, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I was like, God, you're so bloody right. I get mentioning Forest. Uh, thanks go thanks for feedback, the feedback, Um or If you not. or anyone of you listening wants to leave us feedback or comments Matt has or just whatever, completely just ignored you that, James. Yeah. It's yeah. just ignored so you. Yeah, James. What happened? Over you, right James. That. So what happened, James? I didn't hear you. <laughs> Are you ever going to go back to Night in the Woods? You know, I would like to. But how much is it on Switch? Uh, about 15 quid. Um, I would like to because I, I know we'll hear <laughs> laugh and a joke at my expense, sorry, but I sorry, was enjoying it. Sorry, this was a game that you were saying was game up there with the game of the year <laughs> 2017, <laughs> and you say it's fifteen pounds. Nah, that's too <laughs> I'm much. enjoying it. That is outrageous. But I, I, will, I, will, I will fucking that he buy had it and finish it. Okay, you know. how long did it take you, James? Six hours? No, it's about seven or eight hours. Mm, okay, no, I, I will. I will go back to it because I was really enjoying it, as I've said for the millionth time. If right. you want to leave us feedback on this show, or any of our shows are done. Uh, it's at Computer Game Pod or Twitter, or you can email the Computer Game Show at gmail dot com. And as they've proven this week, you don't have to even be from England, mate. You could be from anywhere. You'd be from all of all different countries, and we'll read them out. Good. Um, we've got a bit of news this week, haven't we? Before we go on to the news. Uh, Matt, you have pretty much set this whole thing up. So, do you want to break it to our listeners? Sure. So, if you've seen, if you saw the cryptic tweet that I dropped on on Sunday, you might be wondering. I wonder what that the means. The cryptic well. tweet that he dropped and then deleted and then had to redo. Look, yeah, let's not that one. go into. Let's not let behind the curtain. Let's just. It was very sick <laughs> to many people. Uh, and if you saw both posts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I deleted and reposted. <laughs> but apart from that. Yeah. Apart from that, it was fine. Nobody, nobody noticed, Dave. Anyway, um, so yeah, the announcement is that we're doing a live show and we're doing it at Resd on Sunday, the fifteenth of April, uh, Tobacco Dock, where Resd is. Uh, we're doing. We're basically <laughs> that's, closing. That's coincidence, isn't it? On this weird, yes, we're, we're basically closing the show. I mean, we're doing a half four slot uh, till six, I think, or whenever someone takes the microphones off us. But yeah. Um, it's it's the last thing at Res on Sunday night at half four. So fifteenth of April. If you're at Res, you know, brilliant. If you're not, buy a ticket and come and see us uh, do a live show. Why not? Yeah, tickets are still available. Uh, Google Res, it'll come up. Um, yeah, we're really excited. It's our first ever proper live show. Um, we didn't do one at Joypod. We sort of did one in a pub once, and it was awful. Um, so that didn't count. Oh, no, um, we also yeah. did one in Bath. That was also. Was that the one? That was the one I was yeah, talking about. Bad. It was so terrible. Um, but no, honestly, seriously, we, we want to get as many of you people down there as possible because we're worried that we're going to turn up to an empty room. So please, please, if you are available to go to Resd on that Sunday, buy a ticket. Uh, and then you, you, that's it. Once you're in the expo, we're in one of the rooms from, uh, as from- Matt said, about 4, 4.30. We'll confirm details and everything. Um, you get to see James Farley live. No, don't, don't, you get don't to shout things yeah. at James Farley live. When I introduce everyone, cheer, but boo James Farley. <laughs> you could be part of that brilliant moment. Why am um, I podcasting with you? <laughs> 
This is just... <laughs> oh, fuck knows, mate. Not even I know. I don't know what you bring to this shit. Um, no, seriously. We're, we're really excited about it. And um, yeah, so we're going to be playing games at res throughout the day on the show floor and we'll be talking about them. It'll basically be a normal episode. We'll do news, what you've been playing at res and um, a chance to do a Q&A at the end. Yeah. We, I'm Matt. Well done for setting this up because mm-hmm. this is this is brilliant. No, I, I, like, can't I, wait. I can't wait. It's just like um, a, out of the blue email I sent. I thought you know, and then and now we're here. So yeah, fifteenth of April. If it, just go to egx.net slash res to to get a ticket. Um, and yeah, we'll do a live show in front of anyone who wants to come and watch us. I I'm freaking out, but also I cannot wait. It's gonna be brilliant. I love the fact that Discord worked it out. The Discord team. Yeah. Well, it's actually it was just. Uh, Scientologist really wasn't it uh, he worked out the cryptic message he in did. that um, teaser teaser trailer so you win a prize James what's he won um, a chance to see us at Riz if he buys if he buys a ticket <laughs> <laughs> well good, done good prize <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you're there Sunday um, and let us know if you're coming because we'll we'll look out for you and uh, yeah well, we're going to um, be mentioning obviously a, few, a fair few times before 15th of April but yeah it'd be great to see any of you listening uh, come along but yeah live show be there also if I've done the calculations right yeah, I was going to do that actually so how close is that'll it to be our, our 100th I think that'll be our 100th show so fitting if yeah, anything special junior special yeah junior special don't do Genius, especially do. Right, should we get on to the real news now? We can. Um, uh, so I've been dreading this a bit because it's been a bit of a rubbish week um, as far as news goes. And I don't know how you're going to react to some of these because they're not exactly thrillingly exciting. Um, Just chuck them everyone's pumped now. Yeah, you okay. sold it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hype. Okay, <laughs> hold on to your seats. <laughs> I've got to be honest. You know, it's the you know it's the way it is. Anyway, so. PlayStation 4's got the 5.50 update coming out. Oh Ooh. my god, yeah. Ooh, good strong start. Do, do, you, do, you, wanna hear, yeah. do you wanna hear what they've got? Oh, please. So, yeah. It's gonna have playtime management. So you know, that's, that's good. Okay, yeah. What what does that mean? Uh, it means you can restrict how long people can play the machine for. Okay. A bit like you can with the Switch. And uh, but the biggest deal is for PS4 pro pro owners as it's gonna add this super sampling mode. So this is so that even if you're playing in 1080p um, you can still get sort of the benefit because it will like upscale it and then downscale it so that it looks better on the. I thought that already had it in there. I thought that was one of the things they were saying. No, when so it it's got There's boost mode. mode. Yeah, um, this but is a bit that, different. that's different. Right. <laughs> okay. So there's that, and yep. I mean that feels a bit like an attempt to compete like more directly with the One X to like give people that haven't got 4K TVs like, a reason to buy it and just saying yeah things will look better anyway. I can't believe it hasn't got an ultra H- uh, HD DVD player in it. Well, like that, it's still. Can't do that what, what, why can't you believe that? I've got an X and I have no intention of buying one. <laughs> I mean, a DVD, a ultra really? Blu-ray. Yeah, I'm not going to. You like want for like a film that you like properly love, like Dunkirk. I would definitely go on that. I get. I mean, I guess, but I'm happy to like streaming that in 4K. Then, yeah, how can you stream disc? that in 4K though? Like, I'm not questioning. Is it? What's the best way of doing that? I mean, it, it obviously, it's not going to look as like, look as good as like a lossless disc, but I'm, I'm sure the the 4K iTunes version will be fine. Yeah, um, 4K iTunes mm. stuff does look really good. It's um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah but hold on, do you do you can you get that stuff through Xbox One X then, or if you got to have Apple TV? It depends because uh, I haven't Xbox got their own store as well. They've um, they've got their own video store as uh, well. This so is far too complicated. I've already ordered yeah, the, this from Amazon. Do, yeah, anyway, I mean. yeah. I mean, I, I, it's nice that it's, it's got it. And when the PS4 Pro didn't have an ultra 4K, uh, ultra Blu-ray player, I was like, oh, that's a bit annoying. But I'm I'm I know I'm never going to buy an ultra ultra 
4K Blu-ray disc. I'm never going to do where it. do you stand on that stuff? Because I know these guys are already always against that this stuff. Are you ever going to use your um, HD DVD drive on your Xbox One no, X? Uh, no. Um, for for two main reasons. One, that I'm like the others, I'm kind of off uh, physical media for when it comes to films. And this is something super cheap, like an old DVD and CX or something that, you know, for the kids. But the other reason is the Xbox One X, which is anything that can run that, is in my office. I'm not going to sit in my office and watch a movie yeah, yeah. on my own. That's that's a bit weird. So, yeah, I mean, when we do watch movies, we just tend to watch them um, through the Skybox, just yeah, whatever's on Sky Cinema or something like that. I have that. I mean, it's, I'll talk about it very, very briefly, but I've kind of not gone off film. I studied film at university. I was a bit obsessed. And the whole superhero thing is just kind of, it's, it's done yeah. damage to me in terms of my love of, of cinema, just because between that and Star Wars, I don't really have any issue with any of those movies, but the whole discourse around movies is just completely different to what it was when I loved it. Sort of end of the nineties, most of the, the sort of noughties. And yeah. So that's why that's the other reason I don't really buy or seek out movies that much. It's a shame because, it's, I mean, there's obviously still great movies happening. But yeah, that's just a real quick point. Yep, no, that's fine. Go on. Okay, so also it's getting custom wallpapers via USB. I'm sure somebody will care <laughs> about that. But um, also the the library's been redesigned, so it's going to have like a PlayStation Plus tab. Um, yeah, can... yeah, that's good. I mean, every single one of my PlayStation Plus purchases, I just do through the website because it's so quick and easy. I, I don't know if I've ever bought any playstation plus stuff through the store on the on the device because it's just crap or played any of them yeah but um also (laughs) (laughs) league fuck you james (laughs) fill the burn oh you got james you really stop milking that because if you do it in a live show they're gonna boo you (laughs) (laughs) that's true so also you'll be able to hide uh purchased items and you can also delete notifications permanently and uh, that's That's about it that's so it's all very exciting Uh, does this allow Um, you to change your psn id no uh, it still can't do that so the next bit of news we got is where did that come from matt uh just because it's saying everyone asks every single day oh is it okay cool okay so nintendo are finally going to let you redeem my nintendo points for switch eShop purchases this is interesting really because i i can't wait to see what's on offer for your switch uh via this system i mean don't get me wrong, I've got none now because they expire after about 12 days. Like, I, you, I, you I mean, I'm sick of the email I, saying they're going to expire. It's like, what can I buy? A wallpaper for my 3DS, which I haven't got. <laughs> the whole system's a bit weird because what it is going to be is it's actually you can get like money off like stuff that you want to buy. <sighs> so, But then also the expiry date thing has changed now. So now it's going to be that they expire 12 months after the date that you've applied it. Okay. So, what like, were they before? I don't 12 know. 12 minutes? It would seem like that. It was ridiculous. But anyway, so what what happens now is that the gold points that you get are going to be worth 5% of the value of the download that you've done. So each gold point is going to be worth 1p. So if you spend £40, you'll get £2 off another game. That's kind of how it's going to work. But then the thing thing that's really weird about it, though, is that because you know if you buy a game physically, you um, you can also get the points from that as well yeah like you yeah. put it in you can do it well they've weighted it though so that that is worth like one fifth of if you download it like the value okay because Which, now, if you buy a digital game it just it says put in a physical card to get the points so yeah can you now get points for that digital download well you yeah you always got points for the digital download okay i can't That's remember the point. oh yeah yeah that and just you, happened automatically and when you, i say automatically you had to answer 20 very dull questions that you didn't even yeah, bother answering this is you just, just tick uh, the top what, i don't even know what these things are 
I, I live really? my I live my You've life in a hurry. Uh, I, yeah, this I'm is the John. It's a thing you get an email about every two days about something expiring. I don't. Well, basically, if you buy if you buy anything on the eShop, shop, if you, <laughs> <laughs> if you buy, um, buy anything on the eShop, uh, you automatically get sort of they're basically reward points, right? Um, and they sit on on the website. And previously, you were only able to claim Wii, Wii U, or uh, 3DS. Either like games or wallpapers and stuff like that. Um, nothing special, mm. and everything decent was out of stock within like five minutes. Um, but now they're ex- expanding it so that it includes um, Switch stuff. But by the sounds of it, it's just money money off, which is fine because I mean, there's plenty of like indie titles yeah. on there, and if they come up, how do you get all good? Well, when when you buy something, like the points go into your like my Nintendo account. Okay. So, so from if, now on, if you buy something them. physically, you you'll get like a disc with a uh, you'll get like a card with a code on yeah, it. Yeah, sure. I remember those with like the stars and shit. No, they ago. do it. They, it's they exactly do it. That, it's yeah. different with with physical ones now because it's like you just you can just tap on it on the um on the home screen and then you can choose to redeem that. You don't need to like type in any cards or anything. It just does it. Oh right, that, that's cool. Which is all right. But the as I said, the thing that's annoyed people, as there always is something annoyed people, is that the physical version is worth so much less than if you've downloaded the game. So, you know, like if you download like Mario Kart, you'll get, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, the 5% of the value. Whereas if you download well, suppose, it, if you buy the physical it, copy, it's less. If you're upset about that, sell, sell it and get more money than what the points are worth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's why they're doing it, isn't it? They don't want you to sell their games. Yeah. It's, um, it's so also pushing people towards digital, isn't it? Which is totally understandable because it's, uh, yep. it's better for them. Next. So next one is uh, Bandai, Bandai Namco are working on Metroid Prime 4. Um, Didn't we already know this? Or was no, that just well, a rumour? There was rumours that it was Bandai Namco Singapore working on it, but now it turns out that it's actually Bandai Namco Japan instead, and that the Singapore branch are working on Ridge Racer. Um, that seems to be the thing. But Retro also have nothing to do with this, and I don't... I mean, this is not massive news, because we don't know anything about this, but no. what is quite interesting, though, is as Retro are having nothing to do with it, I mean, is this going to have the same style as Metroid as the you know the original Metroid Prime trilogy, because I mean, do Bandai Namco have a lot of experience with like first person adventure games? Like, is it going to be the same sort of thing? Zero idea. Yeah. I can't comment on that at all. I don't know their experience. I know that they upset us once by promising us an Xbox 360 oh, and never yeah. sent it. That's about, about that. as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, John, any any knowledge on I that? Mean, front? Yeah, I mean, without knowing the director, without knowing the exact yeah. team, without all the all the usual stuff. I mean, it's not like Bandai Namco doesn't have a tradition of producing amazing games. They do for many many years, but nothing that's really along the same lines as Metroid. But I only, I don't see, I just don't foresee there being an issue. I remember years ago when everybody was worried about Metroid Prime being made by Retro because they're like, an American studio is going to do this? This is like back in the games mags era. And yeah, look how that turned out. So, um, yeah, with Nintendo overseeing, I, I don't think it'll be anything other than, than excellent. I just can't see it being let out in any state other than that. Unless it's another other M. You know, with that, that, that didn't work out. So yeah, well. but that was when Nintendo was sad. I think Nintendo was depressed at the time, as like a, <laughs> they're, they're, they're making some some bad choices. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, the last bit of news is something that Matt wanted me to oh, put in. Right, James, I've noticed this. Right, the last two weeks, you're like, oh, something that Matt Matt dropped in, and then if it if it blo- if it actually sucks, you're like, well, why do you even mention it, Matt? But you're not it's rubbish, it to the it? I mean, this story is is okay. I'll read. Uh, do you want to tell them what it is, or do you want me to? 
no, no, you can, no, James. Oh, is this the one that's it? not from Eurogamer, James? I wondered how that no, got this, in this there. No, this one's from... This one's <laughs> yeah, from another... John. I went to a different website. It was newgameorpolygon.com. <laughs> this, this is another site that Matt visits. It's, uh, it's Pocket Lint, is, um, is, this is from. And uh, so this is, as I said, this is another one that Matt wanted. And it's another <laughs> stand. Can you that? <laughs> <laughs> i just got to make it clear what's happened there. Basically, it's called the Google Yeti. And it's another stab at OnLive or PS Now, but this time by Google. And the rumour, according to this article that Matt sent me, that Matt sent earlier this week, um, we get was it, that Google are going to release a branded console. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have, like, a cloud right, okay, streaming so what, service. How, how, Matt, if this is your story, well, well, someone told me it was your idea to put this in. Oh, really? Um, what, how legitimate is this? What have they got backing up these rumours? Um, no, no, nothing. It's, it's just rumors right now. Uh, people are thinking it's, it's something that's going to be available next month. I'm not, I'm not sure where that's really come from. Uh, they, they have apparently made acquisitions, uh, that, that, but then also it's, it's Google who, who make a million acquisitions. But I just thought it was interesting that, you know, cause obviously Apple aren't doing this, but for Google to actually potentially do something in this space is interesting. I mean, uh, you know, all it takes is someone like Amazon or Facebook, Apple or, or Google to, Try and plow like shitloads of money into in the console space, and I mean, like three years ago, we wouldn't have ever believed Microsoft would ever get involved. And they're like, Microsoft's making a game. No, but it's console. totally different because few years Amazon ago, Amazon has <laughs> tried it. Jesus. Amazon have tried it already with like their Kindle stuff. They've already tried to bring out games. Apple have done it to a degree as well, and it always ends up no one really cares because I mean, let's be honest with this: who is going to want to pay a subscription service to play a load of shitty Android games? Like, uh, who's well, going to want to do that? <laughs> no, no one that I know. What? What? I mean, from the stuff that I read about this, it was literally on live. And uh, my word, the, uh, I, you say all they need to do is get involved with this, and people sit up and take notice. No, that's not. They need to prove that fucking streaming games is something anyone wants to do. And right now, there's been too many attempts where it's failed for anyone to suddenly just jump on board straight away, yeah. day one. Apart from you, uh, because that's what you do. That's Matt Murray. Um, yeah, so, okay, whatever. So, so the news story there was Google might do some streaming thing. Yeah, yeah I just thought it was, in, I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was worth mentioning or not mentioning. I just, you know, whatever. James, yeah. can you, can you, um, get a little bit more backbone and just when Matt goes, oh, can you put this in? Go, no. Like, just flat <laughs> out, because I agree with your assessment there, but you should have had the backbone to go, no, we're not doing that. That's what you're doing. But he gets no, we're all not upset. Doing like he, honestly, he gets really Fucking, annoyed. If who he cares? Does. Is he yeah, upset? Yeah, doesn't matter. Really I mean, has he upset was, you? You remember there was all that with like the emails and tweets before. Where he's like, if you don't read every single one, you get you know he, he got all really upset. Yeah, about Yeah, but it. this is the point. This is what gives you the backbone to tell him no. If it was easy, yeah. then you wouldn't. You'd already be doing it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, out, James. This is on you. If I'm anything. Not, no, 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 no. I'm not turning this on you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this for next time. This right? Is your okay, fault, James. No, okay. Sorry, is Matt. that it? Well, no, but, okay, that's enough. So, is that it? Do you know yeah. what? I was actually excited about that story as well because I hadn't read it. I thought, oh, this I sounds know. interesting, and it was right. crap. Well, it wasn't even a story. It was, John. It's it's a crap story, John. <laughs> it Seriously, was it? it wasn't. I mean, the summary I gave wasn't even worth it. It's it's terrible. Okay, let's move on. Okay, cool. Um, should we get on to what we've been playing this week? Yes. I think we should probably start with James Farley. Okay. Um, I've actually played a lot of stuff this week. I know, um, you've got the graph going on there, James. Yeah, yeah although, to like be fair, me. the last two I haven't played that much of, but the first two I've, oh. I've played quite a bit. But Resident Evil 7, I've now finished. 
Um, I played it, finished it last week. I gave. How up- wacky does it get? Because Resident Evil games go off the rails, right? Um, not particularly, actually. It stays pretty straight, like mm-hmm. through the whole thing. I mean, you you finished it as well, haven't you, John? Yeah, yeah, I finished it um, back last year. Yeah. I mean, I I gave up on the VR pretty much like very early on because it was just too much for me. Same. I mean, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but I just found the tension unbearable, and I just couldn't I couldn't do it. But see, what's really weird about this is I'm not even really sure if I enjoyed the game or not because I spent most of it with this sort of general sense of irritation and dread, which is probably not how you <laughs> felt about it. But I just I don't know, and not because of the environment or the enemies or anything, but because it's because of the usual parts of Resident Evil, which sometimes I find this way, you know, like the item management, lack mm-hmm. of resources, and also, like, in some place, you know, like the cheap jump stuff, although some of that stuff was very well done, and I, I screamed, actually, at one point, which was horrible. Oh, God, I, what I would pay for that audio <laughs> recording. Well, Chen, Chen was in the room at the time, and she 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 felt, well, she nearly fell, like, out of the chair, because she was really shocked, because... <laughs> Did she jump between you and the blind? Yeah. Like, no, I, James, I, <laughs> not again! <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was it was a properly horrible moment, and it's just because it the way they did it was so well it was so well done because it was like I thought I was safe, and then something happened, and it was just horrendous. But all the stuff in the house, like the first one third of the game, is genuinely like the most terrifying experience I've ever had, and it was it was fantastic. But I think other people have already said this, but it's once I started to stock up stock up on the guns, it became far less scary. Yeah, um, I hear it settles into a regular Resident Evil style yeah. game after that. And this is mostly because there's like this, there's a real problem with like sort of with uh, enemy variety. And particularly towards the end, it just felt like I was you know, fighting the same things all the time. They ceased to sort of really be scary. I mean, it's good, but I just find it really hard to recommend because I just, I felt like it was a bit of a slog personally. But I mean, how did you feel about it, John? Because I presume you probably liked it a lot more than I did. Well, I don't, I, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I feel when I, came out of VR, which is probably about a quarter of the way through the game, I, I spent the rest of the time thinking, this isn't as good, it isn't as intense, it isn't as scary, I'm kind mm. of letting myself down a little bit by playing it like this. Um, it still definitely had sort of moments, like you say, of sort of dread and unease and uh, and some genuine shocks, as well as uh, some, some good kind of story beats and interesting things that happens as one section, which it turns a little bit more like Saw with uh, yeah. like a kind of game you have to go through, which is kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I loved the game. I, did, I really didn't like the final boss. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I just felt myself kind of in admiration of it as, as like a piece of craft and sort of the attention to detail that gone into it and how they managed to convert the series into that first-person format. Mm. But I don't know, like, you're kind of like you, I don't know if I loved it, I don't know. I certainly never want to play it again. And yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm what, not sure. What was wrong with the final boss? What sort of, what, where did it go wrong It's with just that? one of those bosses that just, the cheap shit kept happening to me and it, it just ended yeah. up winding me up. There's quite a lot of that, like, towards the end where you, you have some of the bosses, there's, like, cheap, like, cheap deaths and stuff like that where it doesn't feel, like, entirely fair at all. It's like one-shot shit. Yeah, it's um, it's really I don't know. I, d- I didn't enjoy that so much, but it's just the the first part of the game when you're kind of defenseless, really, is where it really shines because you just it really is terrifying, uh, like when it's like that. But once you start getting weapons, it just doesn't feel the same, which is kind of a shame. But so I'm still good. Just I don't know. I'm still not sure if I enjoyed it or not. 
was it? Yeah, this, this okay. is also yeah, just very, very quickly. It, it relies on these kind of like invincible enemies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few like the members of the family basically, and like it's it's quite impressive and intense and scary at first. But when you kind of see behind the curtain a little bit, and you kind of see, okay, well, there's not really anything I can do. So you just end up in this silly little chase around these environments, waiting to get scared by something you can't kill. It yeah. kind of breaks the illusion a little bit, I found. And I've had that any game that does that. Uh, that kind of enemy, that kind of stalking invincible enemy, that that inevitably ends up happening. I also found that the way that those characters develop, like the way they sort of, you know, like mutations and all that kind mm. of thing, made it significantly less scary as it went on. It was much worse, I found, when they were more much sort of human. And then yeah, I agree. I agree with when that. When things start to go kind of more crazy, it starts to become a yeah, a bit... Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, not, not so much. But then the only other game... I mean, the other game that I've played in depth um, over the last couple of weeks is Stein's Gate. Now, I'm not sure how deep I can go with this with you, because I don't know how much how much you're going to tolerate, David. But what do you oh, think? Just do what you want. Okay, so <laughs> the game... I'm in a good mood. <laughs> sounds it. So I played yeah, this... Just, I played this song. Do what you want, James. What did you say, John? I said it sounds it when he said he was in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a little bit delayed there, James, but fine. Go on. Okay. So anyway, so... <laughs> Oh, for, look, I haven't even started, and you're already... Come like, on, James, I'm fired up. What is it? Okay, so the game's a visual novel, and I played it on Vita. So <sighs> because it's a visual novel, this means like minimal interaction, like multiple endings, but like, a glacial slow plot that gets going after you've played it for about eight to ten hours. So oh. exactly the kind of game that David would really get into. You know, it's, I think I couldn't sell it to and him. Me. <laughs> and me. I sounded have. like sarcasm. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. But the thing about this is because it takes about eight to ten hours, and although it is very slow starting, this does mean that by the time that the plot does start to heat up, you feel a real connection with the characters. And this works because the writing is really entertaining and engaging, so that even when the plot isn't really being moved along, it's still really fun to read. James, can so, you give a very brief, very like synopsis of what the the story is? Super like yeah, that's, yeah, it's, top that's line. what I'm just coming to. Oh, sorry, mate. yeah. So, <laughs> so the game. So oh, it works. So yeah. Go on. It just sounds okay. like you're going to rip each other's throats out. Go on. <laughs> okay, so the game focuses on time travel, and it's a group of university students who create a time machine, like, kind of by accident. So they create this time machine, and this attracts the attention of CERN, um, you know, the European Organization for Nuclear Research, who, it turns out, have been using the Large Hadron Collider for time travel research, and so they, you know, they sort of notice that this other, this sort of, these other people have created something that they, they want a piece of. So the characters then discover how to send text messages back to the past. And the main character is the only one who can see when the timeline changes. And everyone else just assumes that things have sort of moved on as usual. So like at one point, one of the first things they do is they send back like the lottery numbers. And, you know, so he sends back a text message to himself like a couple of days before. But it doesn't work out. And uh, they don't, you know, he doesn't win the lottery because perhaps him in the past didn't uh, decide to play the numbers or maybe he gave them to someone else or something like that. So sometimes they don't actually, they don't really know with absolute certainty what effect these text messages are going to have. So wouldn't you just keep te- doing it? Well, like, because do. eventually you'll work it out, right? They do, and that that's part of the, uh, the, I mean, not the lottery thing, but that's part of what happens because they start to do more and more experiments um, to see how things can change. And as I said, he's the only one who can see that there has been differences and other people um, can't. But these experiments begin to cause more problems as it turns out that like some of the characters are sort of fated to die because of changes that have been made to the timeline. So 
what becomes interesting about this is that the guy who's who's like running these experiments, he starts to become obsessed with the idea that he needs to stop um like these deaths. So he keeps on rewinding time all the you know, like over and over and over again to try and sort of change the parameters each time to try and make sure that things happen, but then in the end his friends still die. And this becomes really interesting because he observes these changes and he sees his friends die like hundreds of times. And like he keeps trying to change it, but it fails and fails and fails. And you get obviously these multiple endings as well. And some of these are pretty, I mean, some of them are really bleak. I mean, at one point, the central character changes the timeline repeatedly. And in the beginning, he does this to save someone again, but then he starts to begin to feel like he is kind of like a god because he can control this small time frame because uh, he knows he can reset it at any time. So he starts to feel, I can do anything here. Like I can commit acts of violence. Like even start, start saying, I could like rape somebody if I wanted to. And oh, fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. And he's, but he starts to like rationalize this as being like, this is a perfect crime because at the end I can just reset this day and go back again. They'll never know I've done this and start again. Um, so this, I mean, so really, I mean, the whole plot is about time travel and about the, and sort of like the cause and effect. And it, it brings in this idea of there being like this many worlds theory and this idea that like, you know, the idea for every decision you make, it has branching sort of consequences and, and how you can maybe manipulate that if you, if you can control time. I mean, right. So, right. Okay. I know you say it's a visual novel. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what that means. Um, what sort of influence have you got over the story or the events that unfold? Like, what, what are you actually doing? Are you just clicking to the next bit of the text or are you actually involved in any way? I mean, it's, it's less interactive than, say, Phoenix Wright. In the sense that you are just basically reading, like most of the time you just flick, you're just clicking through. But there are key points where you where you do make decisions, and this is usually decisions because the decisions you have you make using like your like you have a cell phone, and you can decide like whether you're going to send a message back or whether you're going to you know call somebody at like a critical moment and stuff like that. That's how it creates the multiple endings, and uh, yeah. But it's- that, like, how can you how can you connect with a character and get into the story if he's doing such like horrific shit? Well, no, because that I mean that's just one possible path. But then what happens here is you don't connect with them as being like you know I you know I, I sort of sympathise with you, but you start to like think about how. Like the sort of the toll and the effect this is having on him, the fact that he's that he's sort of um, repeating this over and over and over again, and how this could really is really just warping his mind. And uh, yeah, this I mean, but then again, that's just one possible ending. There are there are other ways that you can go with this, and this is one of the slight problems with the game because when you start to get to the conclusion, it starts to veer into that like which cute girl am I going to save territory, you know? But then. That's only for some of the endings. For other ones, it has much more sort of satisfying uh, sort of conclusions. But, I mean, the reason I really love this is because, I mean, you are basically just reading, but the music is fantastic and, like, really, really creates the atmosphere uh, for this. And, I don't know, I just I, I just love visual novels. I just find them you know, very engaging to, to sort of play through. I mean, they're the perfect kind of thing to just sit, sit down and just, like, sort of read through. You know, visually, it's it, you know, they look pretty good. But, um... I know it just they just take they take a while to get going, but uh, this this had a very engaging story. I mean, I really enjoyed you know, the this sort of different aspects of. Is this like, only Vita? Is this PS4? Other 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 um, platforms? I don't know. I mean, I know I know it's it's on Vita. I know it's on PC as well because it's on Steam. There was also Steinsgate Zero, which came out a while ago, which is like a sort of a prequel to this. I mean, this this was an anime that I'd seen. I mean, I saw it a long time ago. Um, the anime version of this, and I'd kind of forgotten like most of the detail, but. 
that's the other reason why I enjoyed this because of the fact that you can start to look at sort of different conclusions and different ways of sort of taking the story. And uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, with the thing with visual novels is this, I mean, I think this game is a good place to start, but you just have to be really aware that it takes a really long time to get going. But part of the fun of that is it builds up this sort of the connection you have with the characters because you see, you know, how they sort of interact with each other and, uh, you know, who they are. are. Are you supposed to do them like multiple times? Uh, I think so, yeah. I mean, most people, I mean, this, this game has six endings. And I mean, I, I mean, I not cheated, but I just, what I went, I got four of the six because like I got, when it comes to like key decision points, you can sort of just save and then go back, you know, and that, uh, that is weird how you just instantly said I did not cheat. It's not cheating. It's just seeing different conclusions. You know, it's just seeing how the story oh. plays out in different ways. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, like that's like a cheat code. Well, no, it's like the Choose Your Adventure stories where, you know, you don't just, like, read through it once and then never read it again, do you? You go back and see what the other choices you've made and how well, they could Well, you don't read affected. them and then go and hang out with the cool kids. That's what I did. <laughs> right, okay, fine. But go on. I don't know. It's really good. I I enjoyed it a lot. It's um, It was an interesting story. Uh, well told, I thought. Cool. All right, I'm not going to play that. Next. No, I wouldn't recommend you do. Um, So, the other game I've been playing is another game that I wouldn't recommend for you, which is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um which I started playing about three or four days ago, and I'm only two chapters into it, but I'm not really... I don't know, I'm finding it hard going, to be honest. It's um, what, In what way? Well, the story isn't grabbing me, which is a problem, because that's the only reason I really like playing my What is the story in a game like that? Well, like, what's the idea behind it? What, behind Xenoblade? Yeah, like, well, what are you... What What's the point in it? Um, at the moment, I'm kind of struggling to think how to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's not, it's not a simple premise, you know, that's sort of... That's sort of uh, I, I don't want to explain it, because it's really boring. Actually, I didn't, find, the, okay, I didn't find it very interesting. But the other thing that I really hated about it is the way it brings up these tutorials, like, constantly. Like, you're playing it, like, in the first chapter, they just keep bringing up, like, these tutorials where it's just, like, look, like pages and pages of text, but with no context at all as to what they're talking about, like, really. So it'll say, like, oh, if you combine this one with this one, then it can do this. And then, you know, you need to make sure that you equip this with this. I'm like, I don't even know what any of these things are. And you're sort of explaining it to me in this way. It would have been... I just prefer it if they have, like, systems where you can explore them yourself and then try and figure it out. But they really sort of try and teach you everything in this sort of, you know, in this sort of format, and I I really didn't like it. I mean... Is it is it turn-based combat? What, what style of the game is it No... Again? Not really. I mean, it's not turn-based as in, like, old-school sort of Final Fantasy turn-based. It's, you, I mean, you, you you run up to somebody, you know, choose, like, battle or whatever, and then it does, like, auto-fighting. And then you fight where you have another person which is, which combines with you, where, you, uh, it's really difficult to explain. It's, it's not complicated, it's just not very interesting. I, I, I don't care about battle mechanics hardly ever in games like this, and that's why I'm having problems with this game, because... So are you going to continue? Yeah, I mean, because the thing is, I was told that this week there's an easy mode like patch coming out. So if if I can play it and I can just play for the story, then that's fine. If the story is any good, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't find this kind of thing like terribly engaging. I mean, it looks sometimes amazing, but also sometimes really rough. And it's mostly noticeable if you play it in docked mode. Like sometimes you look at it and you think that looks really like in places like Mario uh, Mario Odyssey, kind of good. But then it's all, like, really juddery and, like, stuttery and doesn't look that great. And in handheld, it always just looks rough. But I don't know. I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) 
and, and see what happens. I know this is a terrible write up, but it's just no, 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 no not like that. Game. It's just like it's like I was expecting you to say, oh, it always looks decent in handheld mode, but no, it looks rough in that. <laughs> it was it seriously it always looks rough in, in handheld, but it's it's another one of those games though where I know that I need to give it more time because I'm only on the second chapter, and as is the case with most of these like you know Japanese developed RPGs, you have to like give it like a lot of time before things start to get interesting. Yeah, Twenty good. hours. Yeah, basically, which is... Oh, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. That's, ri- that's ridiculous, the amount of hours you've got to put into those games yeah, before I know. they get good. But this is one of the good reasons for it being on the Switch, though, because at least then you can like play a bit here and there. It makes it less of a thing. I mean, I, guess. I couldn't play one of these just on... on I mean, it, see, the thing is, I mean, that's why... I mean, I loved Persona, you know, like on the on like PS4, and the reason I loved it on there was because that had like an easy mode as well. So you could just like, if you wanted to, the, there is the combat, which was really... which was really well implemented but also you could just ignore it if you wanted to and just focus on like the world which was what i enjoyed the most thing about it it's um yeah right but the final game you've got ran down here i'm quite excited to hear you talk about and i know you're going to say i haven't played it for you know as you you haven't really played it to form a full opinion john you've been playing it as well Mm -hmm. shadow colossus uh remaster i now I when I talk about my favorite games of all time, Shadow of Colossus is definitely up there in my top ten. Um, and I've been sh- shying away from playing the remaster of it because of the like I said last week, the emotional connection I had when I originally played it. Like I was absolutely take- blown away by it. Um, so, James, on the understanding that you've still got lots to do in it, um, like how many colossi have you taken down? I've done two. Which right, is, you've done two. So very little. I mean, I've I've hardly played it. What are you thinking so far? Um, so far, I mean, it looks. I mean, I said on Twitter, it looks incredible. Like in 4K, it looks really. It looks so good, like it in 4K, like in. But I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say I don't like it because obviously that's completely not true. Oh. But I mean, I'm only I'm only two colossi in, so I'm not seeing the genius yet. Is the problem? So you've not played this are before, you? right? No. no okay, so it. yeah, that's interesting that you're going to be. Taking it from a like a fresh perspective, because mm-hmm. you you have then John, have you you finished it? Yeah, yeah, I finished it back in the day, back in two thousand. When did it come out? Two thousand eight, two thousand. I mean, yeah, I don't know dates. Sorry, but um, yeah, I, I I finished it then and and loved it, and but but with some reservations, and um, those still remain. I've only done three clocks. I had planned to do more, but um, just had a super busy few days. But like James says, oh my goodness, it looks absolutely incredible. I mean, incredible on on PS4 Pro in 4K with the HDR. Um, I've heard people describe it as like, oh, it's how you remember it looking. Fuck off, is it? I remember it looking like <laughs> grey, blurry shit. It looked, it was incredible. Don't get me wrong. The scale and scope of it was unbelievable. But now, it, it, that's not how I remember it looking. Honestly, like. Uh, just one of the best looking games on on the system by by a mile coupled with the fact that you know the actual game which is this many years old that is mind-blowing that it's this many years old is still just such an amazing spectacle and yeah three colossi in um just a small amount of time exploring the world which is still sort of barren and bare but now has much more detail and depth to it but it's the colossi it's also got some new hidden shit apparently well, i was hearing it? something about that on a podcast today some coins or some shit but i don't know yeah yeah it's got some links to the last guardian or well no one's worked out oh, what okay. the coins no. mean yet 
Um, and it sounds like it could be pretty cool. There's rumours that it could be like a another Colossi that you know, yeah. brand new. Yeah, just I just heard this. about that literally just before we were recording. Um, I was just listening to a podcast where they mentioned it's probably the same one, Giant Beastcast. Who did hear? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, I was just listening to that before recording. So yeah, I don't know about any of that stuff yet. I saw a photo someone put up on Twitter today, one of the last Guardian barrels. I guess it's just a little Easter egg in there. But yeah, playing the game again, um, I've not played it really since it came out. I briefly played the PS3 remaster, literally one Colossi, Colossus, but um, I, I will sit down and, and finish this whole one again. And I think I'm blown away by it more now than I was then. And I'm not really too sure why. I don't know if it's just the coupling of the fact that it now looks so amazing, but it did look amazing back then, even though it was kind of bland in parts. But it, 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 it's kind of a miracle game. That's all I can think of. Like... What it attempts to do, no other game has even come close to. And the fact that it attempted yeah. to do that all those years ago is just mind-blowing to me now, even more so. And I think it's because I had been doing the job that I do and played, obviously, so many games when the game came out. It was pretty early doors in my career. And now I've sat through so many games and reviewed so many games over so many years and sat with so many developers and things. I think now my appreciation of what's going on in this game is only increased. And it was not like it was ever low before. Just yeah, the the first time you start climbing and the animation and the way you're getting flung about and the camera and everything like that, you're like, this is a fucking miracle game. I have no idea how this stuff is programmed. I've sat with early versions of games that are like 2D top-down games, you know, super simple games that are like are breaking and falling apart, and the developers are trying to piece them back together in front of you while they demo it for you. And I get it. Like I couldn't write a single line of code. Like I don't know anything. So even that sort of stuff is amazing. Even someone who creates like a ZX Spectrum game is amazing to me. This is a miracle, quite frankly. But because of that, some of the issues that I had back in the day still remain. It can be very frustrating. Obviously, the controls, they've improved them and, and changed them slightly from what they used to be. But, you know, you, you're still kind of wrestling with them a little bit to actually hang on to the thing. Your little character won't necessarily do the thing you want him to all the time, even though what you're asking a video game to do is, like, completely ridiculous. Um, but I would much rather have a frust slightly frustrating, slightly flawed miracle than, you know, a polished 8 out of 10, you know, focus grouped like video game that has very tight mechanics and people can just talk about in purely mechanical terms. This is, my, this is way more than that. We talk about games as art and, you know, obviously there is beautiful artistry and just the visual design and everything like this. But in mechanics as well, there is such artistry in this game. Um, I'm just very, very excited about going back in, very excited about finishing the whole thing. I, I understand that there's even more spectacle to come, more visual splendor to come. But ultimately, like, I just, oh, how gotcha. the fuck did they make it? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I played it on the PS3, mm -hmm. I think, the, the, the HD version. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it looks stunning on that, um, uh, as it was, you know, and it wasn't, I, I don't know, it's when I talk about this game, I, I can't argue with John that when you fly off and die or whatever, that stuff is frustrating and the controls, especially like the older version of the controls were, were, were annoying and mm. sometimes the camera would flake out and stuff like that. And there's part of you that's going, why is there this massive open world, but nothing to do in it other than just chase down these things. And, um, you know, it, that stuff is there. And it, when people moan about that stuff, I don't sit there and go, no, you're wrong. I, I think, well, no, you're right. But the reason that I love this more than, most other games you know the reason why it's top of uh top of my list was 
the atmosphere and the emotional reaction that I had to each battle. Like it, it just, it affected me. I would have, I would take down a Colossus in that game and think about it for days. Just that one Colossus, mm. that one enemy in the game. Um, I still have the feeling of seeing, I, I can't remember what number it was. I'm not even going to spoil it because I don't want to spoil it for James. But there's one in there where I approached it and for the first time, it's haunting sort of image and the distance away from it and everything sort of just hit me and the music, I mean, the music is utterly yeah. incredible in this game that started building up in the background and I was just like, whoa, that is one of the most insanely effective experiences that I've ever had in any medium. Like it was, it blew me away. And then when it gets closer, that, that feed, I don't know, it got me in the chest. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was like fear and excitement. Like I felt like that boy standing in front of this yeah. massive, great big thing. I'm always weird with scale anyway. I've mentioned it before. And that sort of just really tapped into me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the first one is obviously a bit of a tutorial Colossus yeah, James. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, sec the second one is like, it starts to get you in the mood. But it's, I think it's around five, six that it really starts to feel like because you understand what you're supposed to be doing and uh and you're focused in, in on your job and that's part of how the game gets you um and part of how it flips it on the head later on like it's it plays with you beautifully um so yeah i mean i'm i'm the all i'll say you're too colossus in you're not too sure about it yet i think that's a good sign because i think if you hated it by now then there's not much else that i can do but to say you know maybe it ain't for you no. but i think the fact that it hasn't totally turned you off is a good sign because um i i think after two i was kind of like what is this game what is it like i don't get it and then all of a sudden you get it and you realize that it's actually a fucking masterpiece yeah, yeah i really so want I certainly don't hate it, like, in any... at all. It's just... Yeah, it's just figuring out what's going on, really, is the thing. I think it probably didn't help that I was playing it, like, during the day, and there was, like, kids running around and stuff like that. Yeah, you need like, headphones. Yeah, you need to get stuff. Definitely. Yeah. So this game's way less frustrating than The Last Guardian, you'd say. Oh, like, just a ridiculous... You can't even compare it. Yeah, I mean, it, it that gets on your nerves, thing. but, that, yeah, there's no comparison. Yeah, yeah, I just no. I I, honestly, that. I wanted to smash mm. that little cat bird in the face. <laughs> like, honestly, awful little shit. Excellent ending, crap companion. It's like fine. one of the worst companions it's in fine. any game ever. Yeah, I did enjoy that. I, I would it. like to play this because I haven't played this. I didn't play this or Ico or any of that sort of stuff. So I would love to play it um, because it, I think I think I, I know I'd love it as well because I, I enjoyed Shadow. I enjoyed, I enjoyed um, the Last Guardian for all its faults. Ico's harder to go back to. That that game done some PS2 level shit like that it can't get away from the save system. Yeah. And mm. I remember the the HD remaster like I wanted to play for because I never completed um, Eco or Eco or whatever. Um, but I did get quite far into it, uh, so I went to play the HD version before Shadow of Colossus. But there was like a, it took ages to save the fucking game, and it was just yeah, it was infuriating me. So I, I sort of checked that in, but. Uh, yeah, Shadow Colossus, man, fucking top, top game. Well, this is it, man. This, this. There are many, there are many reasons why I play video games. From hanging out with mates, playing Rocket League, apart from last night's Rocket League, from you know, like 
in the mechanics, a million different reasons. But the main reason I love video games, the main reason I've made it my career, the main reason that I'm still obsessed with it is stuff like this. The the feeling, exactly as you described, the feeling of like that incredible scale, the feeling that you're being invited into a world that you could never possibly see, that could never possibly exist, an experience you could never possibly have. And that's why you know I truly love video games, and this is almost almost the pinnacle of that. But you know, might come back in uh, next week's show and say, you know, six classes in shit. But I very much doubt it. I very much <laughs> doubt it. Matt, can I can I just diverge off this? I mean, Matt, did you ever try the um, the VR version of um, Last Guardian? No, I, I didn't even download that demo. Did, did you? I did. Yeah. I what was it like? What, what did you do exactly? <laughs> I really hated it. It was just really confusing. I only played it for about five minutes or so, but because it's it's all like fixed perspectives and stuff like that, and it just yeah, it made me feel a bit ill. So I didn't replay. Did you No, I've not. I've not even stuck that thing on my head for ages, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've been meaning to give myself like a bunch of assignments to do in PlayStation VR and get stuck back into a few bits and bobs. So I'll do mm. it at some point, I'm sure. Have you uh, have you tried Firepoint? Uh, yeah, I have tried Firepoint. It's terrible. <laughs> not terrible, John. Actually, there's no Is game that impression? very soon. I think it's called like it's it's some military shooter, but that also uses the. Uh, the, the 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 PSVR gun, which I'm really looking forward to trying. Just you've forgotten I'll the just... name. You was in your game of the year, the aim controller. You've forgotten the fucking name. <laughs> aim of controller, the thing. yeah. <laughs> controller. I saw that Amazon were doing a bundle of that with Farpoint for forty quid. Is is, is it worth it, John? Uh, Farpoint isn't the aim controller is ace though. So um, yeah, it's worth it for other games that will come out for it. Cool. All right. Wicked. Let's move on. That was one of John's. Yeah, so, Let's yeah, what else you got uh, just a, a couple of short ones, to be honest. Um, I played a game called The Flame in the Flood. Um, have you heard of this? It's like an indie darling from the last couple of years. Okay, so this is something that I've been, I've, like, I've heard about and I've been kind of looked at uh, and kind of been semi interested in for a while. It's like a sort of almost top down, like game where you're, you're on a raft, you're a little, with a little boy and you move up this, like, I think procedurally generated rapids on a raft and it's like a survival game. But I'd heard it was like more than the sum of its parts and all this sort of stuff. And I'd always been interested by it. And then it was, it was, a, it was on Xbox Game Pass. I didn't even realize it was on it. So I was like, oh, bang it. I'll give it a go. And to be honest, I've played a pitiful amount of this game. I've played a Matt Murray amount of this game. So I can't really oh, comment. Holy shit. As a verb. I, I can't really, <laughs> uh, comment on how good it is, but it, it didn't really grabbed me straight away um the music's amazing it actually has this like some sort of folksy bluesy music with real vocals like original music playing and you when you're getting swept up this river it's really quite affecting but the kind of survival elements of it were really weird like you set off and then within two kilometers and like the space of about two in-game hours my guy had starved to death and i was like oh (laughs) what so i get that i mean like that's just the way the mechanics were but it just felt really like just really weird but um so yeah i was like it's just i want to love this game i like the style i love the music i wrote i love the atmosphere it's trying to generate but i just don't think i can get past the mechanics but that was a beautiful thing about having it on game pass is that um you know, you just the option to try stuff, and it's it, it's a fairly obvious thing to talk about. But there's a bunch of stuff on there that I can go. Oh, well, yeah, I'll give that a go, and I am sure that more and more smaller indie games like this are going to appear on there, and are just going to give them an opportunity to have a different kind of life. It's one thing having them on Games of Gold or PS Plus, and obviously that does give a big boost. But that kind of, you know, it only lives for a month, and obviously you can download it and play it later. But you know, in terms of like having that sort of window shop aspect to it for a game like this um if it is in ps plus it'll have it for a brief period of time and it disappears you might come out at the same time with other stuff but 
Whereas something like this, you could hear someone talk about Flame in the Flood in 2020 and see it on your Game Pass that you've had for ages and, and play it, and it could just, it'll, you know, hit new audiences like that. So I, I'm kind of excited for what Game Pass means and um, the fact that where it's going to be in the future, certainly coming next month when, when Sea of Thieves hits it, and it becomes like basically Game Pass 2.0, doesn't it, when these first-party big games start appearing yeah, on it. definitely. So, um, yeah, that was the main reason I even mentioned that game was just to, to kind of talk about the more that I'm enjoying Game Pass. I've got like a bunch of old stuff on there, like Golden Axe and things like that. They'll probably play with Elliot at some point. So that's cool. And um, then the last game I want to talk about, I'm kind of frustrated that I didn't get more of a chance to play it today. I got a, a review code from Devolver. They're always brilliant Devolver of a game called Crossing Souls. Has anybody heard of this? I've not. No? All right. Okay. So super quickly, um, basically Crossing Souls is like... Imagine Stranger Things, but it looked like old school 16-bit Zelda, um, with a, but it was also kind of a bit more 80s Saturday morning cartoon. So you play as these five kids in this like small town America, kind of typical thing, like typical 80s setting. And, um, quickly at the end of the first chapter of the game, like I say, it plays like a sort of, top-down isometric uh, link to the past kind of view, and you can swap between the characters. That you, one little boy, you play as his main guy, Chris, and then you meet his mates, Matt, uh, Big Joe, a couple of other people, and they all kind of, you know, like in a RPG like Final Fantasy, everybody all sort of melds into one person, and then you just walk around as one person. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's that, but you can press a button and change between the characters, and the different characters have different uh, abilities. Like one guy can climb. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, at the end of the first chapter, they find like a dead body, very stand by me, and then they find this like artifact. And then the interesting thing is the artifact allows them to basically see ghosts from the past, and that's basically all I got to, which is really frustrating. I wanted to do a bit more to talk about it a bit more in depth because it was like, oh shit, this has actually got quite interesting. Because at first I was like, this is cool, it's stylish, and I like it, like the music, and you know it. It's all very, very done, this kind of 80s aesthetic. It's very done. It's done very well in this game, but it's very, very done. But now I realize the actual interesting thing is this this thing that you find. And I'm sure that's going to lead to different types of puzzles. It's already leading to different types of combat. Uh, I already met some like cavemen. This was in a matter of minutes after finding this thing. The thing's broken down into episodes. They're chapters, but they're basically episodes. And it cuts, cuts to like a real 80s style, proper 2D animation, like cartoon cutscenes. Very, very stylish. I'm interested to see where it goes, whether it can like maintain interest levels in terms of mechanics, whether the combat's going to get any more interesting, whether it's going to be a game that, you know, like James was talking about, it does story and style very well, but not, not necessarily mechanics. But yeah, keep an eye out for it. It's out, well, yesterday, by the time you listen to this, out Tuesday, the 13th of, of Feb, Crossing Souls from Devolver um, could be could be one to look out for. Like I said, I wanted to give it more time this week, but I'll definitely give it more time for next week and, and give sort of more full and frank opinions on it. But well, yeah, keep an eye out for it. it out. Oh, sorry, it's out for PS4 and PC at the moment. Expect it to hit you know, Switch and Xbox one day. I, I think people it's, will be annoyed yeah, it's that it's not coming on Switch. Which is weird. What did you say? It's what? It's coming to Vita as well, which is weird. How oh, is uh, it? Not, not so much does anymore, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, keep an eye out on it for for sure. Yeah, sounds sounds interesting. Yeah, it's cool. oh, the, the only thing that I don't get is like, what is it? Are you doing combat while you're walking yeah, about? Yeah, or is so it literally like, just feel yeah. like a walking simulator? No, 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 no. no. It's like more like a sort of 16 bit top down action y type game. So the first guy. You, you play as a guy called Chris. He goes into his back garden. His dad it's like t- gives him some old baseball bat. There was some, some old baseball bat player. So you've got a baseball bat. Another guy's like a scientist, so he's got a laser gun. Uh, there's a dodge mechanic. There's little enemies that come up and you whack them. Um, feels quite nice. So yeah, imagine that. Not it's definitely not a walking simulator narrative game. Would you say? 
when you say when you say like um enemies come up what sort of enemies are they like snakes in the gut like yeah, how does it work in this story I mean, of- i'm so early that it, it's nothing it's like you kill some rats in the back of a restaurant at one point um in the oh, first right, chapter okay. some spiders came like the fucking basic as shit but to be fair the first encounter that i had after i found this artifact this like thing this central like MacGuffin to the story were the, a bunch of ghosts uh, of like fucking creepy ass dead bodies being manipulated by a creepy ghostly like priest looks like a kind of bloodborne character with the hood like resi 4 um priest type deal so it's going to go some places i think yeah it sounds good sounds pretty good right okay um i've played through rhyme oh, you did the whole thing uh last week Sorry? you played the whole thing did you yeah oh, yeah nice. i started it started thursday night and finished no started wednesday night finished it for thursday night because it was um on ps plus mm-hmm. um i have to say that i enjoyed it i ah. will say that well this l- l- hear me out here matt i do feel kind of that i would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot more had i not heard you talk about it i feel like that about <laughs> um, a lot of things <laughs> what 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 i mean but what i mean by that is one of the main points that you gave like when you were talking it up to me one of the things you kept saying was that the ending reframes everything you do and you look back on everything you do and everything you saw and it gives you a new perspective on it yeah. and i don't agree with that i i think um, I thought the ending was wonderful. I thought the ending was absolutely wonderful. And no, I, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's not played it. Um, but I think it was beautifully done and it choked me up. And I thought it was really just, it was almost perfect. Um, but when I thought back on the stuff that I'd done and the, the environments I was in, I I couldn't make that link between what the story was about and what I was doing. But you, there but was, you saw the, the names of the levels. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. Which confuses things even further because you don't know what perspective things are being taken on. And sorry we're talking around it, but if, if you've completed it, you know what we're talking about, so it's fine. Uh, but, but, yeah, I saw the titles of the levels, but you were saying everything you did, you look back on and go, oh, that means that, and that means that, and it doesn't have that connection. I don't know where you've got that from unless I've missed something. I'm sure you probably haven't. It's just that obviously before, I mean, yeah, obviously you talk around this, but you just play, you're just playing levels of a game. And then when the end happens and then you find out, you know, what levels are called and then you try and look, you sort of, uh, so, so I think because you said that I'm going throughout the whole thing thinking, what does that tower look like? Oh what no is, no right, no, okay. God, no, no! It's just like it's just like the general mean? theme of each level. And then when I'm playing with light and time, I'm thinking, what does that mean? How does that link to something that might happen in the story? And then when the story was revealed, I was like, oh, it means nothing. It's got nothing to do with that, you know. And that's when I that's when I kind of so as much as I enjoyed it, and I do think it's a great game. Like I think Sean had some valid points. There are moments in that game that are really just not very well done uh, the bird bit in particular um and it's stuff like that it's like there's that bird bit in there and it's so prominent and then when i think about the story and how that's linked it's not and i kind of think okay so that that was i guess that was the disappointment i went through the whole game thinking it was one thing based on what you'd said yeah and it wasn't i mean it doesn't reframe every mechanic like mechanics and mechanics and certain areas of the game but i think f- I, I- 
when you start the game and you see the environment, you think, okay, well, this is this environment and it's, you know, it is what it is. But it's, but obviously after you finish it, you realize actually that was just, uh, something else potentially. Um, you, you look at it with a, but not, with a not, pot- but not potentially because it's not really linked. There's nothing in there for, there's no foreshadowing. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I worked out what the, I worked out what the story was before the end because the further you get into the last level, the more obvious it makes things, which I think is intentional. But what I'm saying is that for the, for the six or so hours up until that point, I was going, uh, okay, that stuff wasn't really related to what you're going through. Yeah, we need to have a spoiler, a spoiler chat about this because I, I, I feel like... And it's like, like take, for, take for example, you were talking about the title of each level, yeah. right? What each level's called and its significance. That's fine, but the titles don't relate to anything that's going on in those levels. Um, I think they do, but especially towards the end. I don't think they do. In terms of... Yeah, but towards, the end, towards the end, I think that last level... I think is more related I to think the story even than the first the one. I think the first level definitely. If you, uh, I'm obviously I can't say anything because it's going to spoil it. Yeah, but. Because they change doesn't like the sort of the theming of each level sort of it does sort of match that like in the the, the atmosphere that they create. I didn't find I didn't find that at all. I didn't make that connection. If if you'd if you have not known the name of the levels, then mm. you wouldn't have gone. That reminds me of this. Oh yeah, no, no, and I I I've, I think that's that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't say oh that definitely reminds me of that, but. Afterwards, you can say, I, "I can see what I can see what that how that links to that theme. I can see. I, I think there's various ways to look at each level and 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 say works with the theme. But I'm, I'm not saying like every mechanic changes on its head. And that, it, that's what you did say, though. I didn't say because I went back and li- things- no, I I went back and listened to the end of the year show, and you said after you complete about it, you complete it, you think about everything you see and everything you do, and it changes uh, your perspective on it. Uh, yeah, but I I, I Okay, I mean, not on the mechanical level, but I do think lots of things you see and do are changed anyway. But we're talking around it. But I don't agree. I don't agree. James, but other than that, I thought, do you not, I thought do you it was an excellent game, and if you've not if you've not played it, it's on PS Plus now. So go and check it out because it's. I mean, it's it's got some beautiful visuals here and there. Sometimes it looks a bit. I don't know, not basic, but sometimes I think the art style doesn't really work with the environments, but. They're rare um, for the majority of the game. That the art style works incredible with uh, incredibly well with the environments. You know, so especially the opening level and the last level looks absolutely stunning. Um, some of the puzzles, like it's full of puzzles. The puzzles are pretty easy. If you if you get stuck, you're overthinking it. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? It's that basic. sort of game. Um, uh, and you know, it's a lot more linear than you first think it is you at first i think you think it's quite open world and then it, it really does push you down a tunnel that's not a criticism that's just what the style of game it is um uh so yeah i mean it had it not had that excellent ending I, it would have been harder to recommend because it was it's very straightforward with things um but but it's worth playing through to just experience it um just don't expect this massive twist just sit back and enjoy the story because that's i think i wish i hadn't have um expected either a twist or uh looking around at every bloody tree and seeing if they line up does that mean something because that doesn't that's not part of it either sorry you asking james something i was just gonna say like which way do you sit on this james no, I see, I kind of agree with Matt with some aspects of this, particularly with like the with like the level naming that you see like towards the end, because 
if you then look at like the you know the art style and everything they use in each of those like different stages, it does fit the the emotion that it's trying to like convey at that point. I think. Yeah, but none of the actions that you do. No, it's it's that the yeah, it doesn't do that. It's just the yeah, yeah. Was that it? Yep, that's all. <laughs> John, you've not you've not started this yet. No, I've actually got it on both consoles now because it's on Game Pass and obviously on PS Plus. But uh, just don't yeah, play it on Switch. It's a mess. No, it's I'm not going to do that because yeah. I've got it on the other two. But I'm going to play it at some point, definitely, because uh, I kind of wanted to play something that was on everybody's Game of the Year list from last year. Um, certain games got in the way, plus life a little bit in January. But I still very much intend to play this, and very much intend to play uh, Persona Five, which I've got sitting there on the PlayStation as well. And then um, yeah. I did. Well, I'd say play this first. I mean, it's you well, get yeah, it done yeah, in a couple exactly. of nights, so, yeah, and I think yeah, I think yeah. you'll enjoy it. Um, just probably I think you might agree with me more than that yeah. but um, is it 4K is it 4K on PS4 Pro I don't think so I think it is inv- uh, like if it's not then fuck me that the, the art style makes the imagery pop like it is very simplistic in terms of textures and it's quite it's quite um, yeah but it looks so sharp contrasty or I mean, washed out's the wrong wrong use but, but it's, it's very it's very bright and it feels Texture-wise, there's not a lot of detail, but it's, it's very easy to make it look very good. Yeah, it's, it looks, um, it looks well Yeah, I just said, look, it's just they've imp- it improved the frame rate on PS4 Pro. It's better. Oh, right, better. okay. Well, it's still pretty framey here and there, but I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, it. It was, you know, it didn't make, uh, it didn't make, like, the top of my 2017 list or anything, but um, it was worth playing, definitely. Uh, and that was it. I mean, I've started Yakuza 0, but I'm so way early on into that that mm. it's hard to tell the, what i will say james is um, character movement in japanese games sometimes is so fucking infuriating and i thought yakuza would maybe take the western approach to character movement because jesus christ no yakuza is very much a game of like japanese design <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, you push forward on a stick and he sprints at about 200 miles an hour. And yeah. I'm like, what? Why can't I go slower? Oh, you can. You have to hold down one of the yeah. triggers to yeah. make him walk. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it, w- that wouldn't wind me up as much if you weren't constantly bumping into people all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're constantly, like, knocking people out of the way. Minor gripe, and it, I'll probably forget all about it and not care about it within uh, 10 yeah, minutes. I'm dying but, to play that shit. Um, it's a slow burn because i mean yeah. i'm i've put about an hour and a half to two hours in and i'd say 80 percent of that has been cutscenes, mm-hmm. um which have been that, enjoyable that cutscenes, but that that really does recede after a while yeah but then, no doubt and then there's no doubt. some more later but yeah it's yeah and when it does let you take control it puts massive like do not entry signs up every alleyway so you yeah. can't go anywhere and For do anything moment, yeah. But, yeah, and, and yeah. I'm totally expecting it to open out. I'm nowhere near having an opinion on this game yet. But um, what I will say is that I'm enjoying it, it despite the, these little gripes. that, um, And I can see myself overlooking these little bits and pieces. The, the other thing that's weird is that for a game like this, you don't expect it to go, okay, you're walking around mode now. You're walking around and looking about. And now let's fade to black. Now you're in combat mode. Yeah. And now you finish the combat, well, let's fade back to black, and now you're in walking about mode. And I'm like, but it's that like feels really it's, not fluid. Well, no, because it's it's similar to sort of a JRPG style of like you know like you're now in yeah, battle yeah, mode. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels whatever. like. It's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. the same sort of thing. Although, fortunately, the I mean the combat, the the biggest problem I had with the game, which is the only thing I really didn't like about it, is the combat does 
it gets a bit repetitive, I thought. Um, but you can mix it up a bit, but it's, um, yeah, the combat's mm, not I wonder how strength. much investing in myself, uh, will, will change that. It, that, well, yeah, that, yeah, that, that works as well. But, um, yeah, there's just <laughs> some, there's just some fantastic characters in there. I mean, you haven't, have you met Goro yet? No. Okay. Cause, uh, yeah. I've just left the, oh, no, I can't say that. John's going to play it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's a really good place to start as well them. with with zero because it, it really introduces like everything. It's um yeah, it's fantastic. Cool. All right, Matt, what you've been playing, mate? Um, same as last week, pretty much. But I have been playing a lot more Monster Hunter World, and I'm I'm really getting into it now. Um, I so I've probably, I probably played about ten or so hours on my own just to because I feel like I was still trying to get understanding about what the game is find my feet can you explain your thought process there because john all week has been going matt can you just play with us like because we'll we'll teach you how to do for no no i will play on my own for a while because i wanted to have an understanding about the game rather than just going in with our people and so i'm not literally knowing anything um but i think looking back on it now maybe my 10 hours on my own was a a bit pointless because I played one night with John and Amazino, and Zeno, and in those two hours I learned more about systems and pro and yeah. how it's the game funny works how you can learn stuff off other people more than you can just learn <laughs> stuff on your own. <laughs> it does help. I, I just wanted help. to have an understanding, and I felt like I, I did get the basics. So whatever, but yeah, either way, I, you know, so we played. Uh, I played a fair bit more this week. I've uh, been away for a couple of nights, but a fair bit more. And I played, as I said, with John and Zeno, and it's a uh, yeah. I'm I'm really lo- really really loving it. It's still really complex. It's still really comprehensive and still overwhelming. I mean, there's like menus upon menus, and then and then sometimes new menus appear uh, out 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 from nowhere. But I'm getting a general gist of the of the loop, you know, uh, uh, of the gameplay loop. I'll get bounties. I'll kill monsters. I use those or hunt the monsters. I use like their their, uh, their highs and skin and whatnot to build new weapons and armor sets, and then go on to do um, other missions. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm still playing it. Um, but the, it, I, and I've only really watched one guide video. I feel like I I could and perhaps should fully invest in watch just like you know go down the rabbit hole watch a million videos and what read loads of guys i haven't really done that yet um but i'm and i'll switch weapons to i think a long sword or well a a big fuck off sword basically and i'm enjoying that a lot more than i was with the other weapons that i tried uh john you want to try everything you can to stop matt watching those videos everything i've been telling him to watch you know (laughs) you know within a week he'll be going oh what should we do should we all go out and hunt the monster well, no, actually, I read this. If I uh, save up all the leaves, so I'm going to go and grind these for half an hour. Why don't you come with me? No, let's do this. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I think this game is it. too complex even for that. <laughs> really? To be fair, though, in this game, you can actually, like, if two people, if you're with three people and two people want to go and do one thing and one person wants to go and do another thing for a bit, you can kind of all stay together and do that and then reconvene. Kind of a bit yeah, smooth. Like that, so, so obviously, uh, John Zeno, much, much higher level me, and have done many more missions, but, um, so we'd all be part of the same group or squad or whatever, but I, I would do other missions, start them, and then quit, and then they would join me, or they would go and off, do, go off and do a couple of others whilst we're still all in the same group. So, yeah, it's good. Um, it's just so. So what massive. is it? It just puts you in the same server essentially, and you can just go and play essentially the single player game, but on the same server. No, you are like inviting, inviting them and, and uninviting them. To, but, but basically, when you start a mission, there is like often a bit where you got to get to in in a location, then get a cutscene, and then then the proper in inverted commas mission starts. Uh, what we're doing is we're getting to that bit. I was leaving, then posting the mission, which means join the mission, and then you can invite your friends to join you basically. 
but it's 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 a lot it's a lot simpler than like leaving fire teams and stuff in destiny and not being able to do anything because you're together or not together uh this is really fluid the way you can quickly just post a mission and then you can literally just, just join it just i can start it on my own or they can jump in and i can invite them so yeah it's good um I, 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 unlike destiny you don't see um I, I, apart from when you're in a mission you don't see like your other the other people in the game hub so it's not like that but you, you, what's that other area john where you can see other people in the game hub it would uh, be you go you to, like can, the skyship thing yeah you like, can go up to the top the to the gathering hub and then that's like where you can see each other in the the tower equivalent but yeah yeah you don't uh, the rest of the time in the tower equivalent but i mean there's a lot of stuff about the the connectivity which is batshit insane particularly the cutscene thing that you talked about but um, when you want to do other stuff, it's pretty much fairly standard. And you just it's one of those things, like, you, you just wrap your head around it and then it kind of works. Hmm. But no, um, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I, th- I, think, and I, th- I think it looks great as well. I mean, yeah, I think it's, it looks gorgeous. It's fun to play. Like, the combat is, re- it's, it feels complex, but it feels, well, I'm, I'm not really into fighting games, but it feels much more like that, or Dark Souls-y, in that you can't just button mash, because then if you do, you, you, you'll just get smashed. But um, yeah, really, really enjoying it. Has it got stamina bars and shit? Yeah, it's got stamina bars. It's got all that usual stuff. Um, yeah, good. I'm going to keep playing it for sure. Cool. Uh, I played obviously okay. more, more Dark Souls. I got to Sen's Fortress. Yeah, that is one of my favourite areas. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. So it's just like those puzzles for the whole uh, location. Is that a deal? Um, not really. No, it, it's it seems, but like the moment you walk in, you're seeing all these traps and puzzles and stuff, and you're like, oh my god. Um, but that, yeah, it's not as complex as you first think it is. Um, it just reminded me of like it, it felt a little bit Zelda. Definitely. Stuff. Um, I don't know what it is. It's it, uh, maybe it's like the sort of corridors and all that. Whereas you haven't experienced that in Dark Souls yet. All of a sudden, you're in this like castle thing full of like long corridors and that uh, with these traps. Um, but yeah, no, it's just a really, I thought it was a really fun area. Some people hate it because they find the traps like just cheap. Yeah. It is full of cheap shit. Yeah. But, I, um, I, um, I, I was trying to, I also kept getting killed by numerous different enemies and whatnot. And then the last thing I did on uh, for my stream last night, I said, I'm just going to try and bomb to the top as much as I can. And I, I, I got much further than I had done when I was previously trying to take it slow. And then I got. To this bit, I'm like, okay, brilliant. I'll just keep running up here, and then a massive boulder just fell out of nowhere and crushed me. Um, but oh, I'm really loving the area so far. It's, it, there, there's different enemies, there's traps, and whatnot to navigate, and I've died loads of times. But it's been really satisfying, and really fun to try and work out the, the various systems and whatnot. And uh, yeah, Dark Souls just continues to be brilliant. Did you really try and take on ceaseless Distar- discharge? Yeah. So everyone said, Why? "Oh, okay." So I got I basically did uh, you know Craylag last time and I'm on I was like okay well next this time just do Caesar's discharge it'll take two seconds it's so easy you basically don't have to do anything uh, okay oh, brilliant I'll do it I went there that's true I went there and I got killed like 10 times and whatever this cheese or whatever this way to do it is it wasn't working for me I think anyway for whatever reason it wasn't working I tried loads and I just died loads and then I thought sod this I'm off to Sin's Fortress um, yeah, it's weird because that's like kind of an end level. There's an end area. I guess people are trying to get you to do it to get the souls so that you can well, I think level it was up because it's it just so close to where I was and it's just in inverted commas. Yeah, but you've got so to go easy. back there anyway, so you might as well get it on the... Well, anyway, maybe by the time I go back there, I would have worked out the knack. But um, yeah, that... that did. James, did you work out the knack? 
I didn't play Knack. Yes, you did. James, <laughs> James, did you did you work out how to do Caesar's discharge? I don't way? remember how what happened with that. I'd have to go back and listen to it because mm. yeah, I I don't remember what happened. With I reckon that. someone might have looked it up. We mean like, cheated. You mean like Matt did with YouTube? But I'm allowed, allowed to. Do to. It. Yeah, I, so I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not throwing stones. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's understandable why that may happen. You know, um, to people when they play the games. Not when you promise you wouldn't. Yeah. Nor when you promise you wouldn't. Right, okay, come on in. Is that it? That is, yeah. I've I've uh, I've, I've been shit this week, but still been Distorted and 2. I still oh, please don't talk about that. Please don't talk about this. I've got a 45 minute rant. No, okay. Good, <laughs> John. Good game. So, what's the post room looking like, mate? Mate, I tell you what. <laughs> are we on to the post room? Are we on to emails? Is this happening? Are we, are we totally listening to Matt talk room, about yeah. Distorted 2 or not? No, 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 no we're not. Good, good, good. So yeah, emails, if you want to email us, and my God, you've been emailing us, it's thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. In fact, we've had so many emails and so many quality emails this week, I'm actually going to put a couple back until next week. Now, we don't normally do that, but there's such is the, the volume and the quality this week. So fear not if your email hasn't been read out, expect it on the next show, unless it's another deluge of quality in which case i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do especially with these lot yeah, giving listen, me grief the whole time we're at a stage now you you've all been sitting there going oh i hope this podcast gets massive we're massive now which means we get the luxury of ignoring some of you all right that's just where we're at so sorry about that but be careful what you wish for yeah go on then. okay that was uh, the words of David Turner and not the words of John Denton. Right, moving straight into emails. Uh, I've, from Luke Summerhaze, kicking things off. I've recently arrived in Japan looking to do some exploring and that before I settle down somewhere and get a job, oh, it's exploring and that, that's what he means in that way of uh, talking. Have any of you guys ever come here or had any intention of coming here? If so, what would you say are bucket list things I need to see or do? Uh, sadly, I've never made it over to Japan. I'm cutting his question off here just in case uh has any of us been to japan no nah, i've always wanted to go no. but never so yeah we can't help you there sorry but um yeah you can tell us perhaps but uh he moves on i also need some advice from dr farley i'm in tokyo at the moment but soon i'll be heading further afield and might need to use squat toilets any tips for how to get through this ordeal it's all right it's not that bad you get used to it yeah i've used them in like different countries not mm. not Asia, but yeah. Really? Yeah. Don't it don't it just hurt your knees? I was, no. I was a kid. Yeah, James has done it as an adult. No, it's it's fine. It's just it's alright. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's great. It sounds like you've fine. never actually done it and now that you have to give a little bit more detail, you bother. Well, you, okay, do you want me to explain? Because the toilets yeah. I had to go into were absolutely disgusting. So the main thing about it was that like trying to position your feet so you can squat over it so you're not standing in shit. It's that's the worst thing about it. It was horrible. But you've just been saying it's alright. Well it is alright, isn't it? Because <laughs> so- you just have to deal with it. It's just you know, it's just the way it is. You, you were a man who couldn't deal with five tweets coming into your notification box a bit ago. I've stood in a lot of shit, John. Uh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to know that. Um, yeah, no, it sounds horrendous. You should see I Shanghai know. Railway Station, like the, the toilets there. It's unbelievable. I st- I what just, do you mean? Well, it's just piss everywhere. It's just like, it was just, this was the old railway station. And it's like, I used to go in there and used to like, you'd like roll your trousers up. Because, like, you know, just the yeah. amount of piss. Yeah, but I've been to football grounds in England, though. Yeah, I've like been that. to festival toilets the same. Yeah. You tried to jump into a festival toilet. Wait, that's why I rolled my trousers off. 
<laughs> Next question. Okay. Uh, right. So now, one thing that I said, I actually listened to to last week's show back, and one thing I said right towards the end is that I wanted more games, and it seems like people misinterpreted what I meant. What I meant was, if you had an idea for a little game that we could play on the show, like a a quiz game or something <laughs> oh, like really? that. Really? I know. I listened oh. to it back. No, it's my fault because I listened to it back and realised it didn't sound anything like that when I said that. What it sounded like that I wanted uh, like game specific emails, and we've had a few of those and some game specific tweets. So that's awesome too. What I actually meant was uh, we wanted little fun little games or, or quizzes to play like dave's one about uh the lyrics from mary odyssey the only person who did understand me was the brilliant capone adam unfortunately his game is so insane and confusing that i don't <laughs> think we can play it but i'll read it anyway um it, the, the premise of it's brilliant much like james's fifa joke but um the actual execution well, is it leaves something to be desired but uh let's like give it james's a go well, let's joke. not give the game a go let's i'm just going to give a give a go reading it uh, an asteroid is coming and it will destroy the earth in minutes you must set a timer for two minutes and decide on a goatee 2018 <laughs> together before time runs out the goatee must be a game that's already been released this year Okay, it was only 12th of February, so that, that makes no sense. At any point, one person can say kaboom, followed by the name of a game. <laughs> that game is instantly out of the running. Now, this sentence needs fucking Columbo or Detective Farley to understand it. <laughs> only one person can use this once throughout the two minutes. I think what we mean ready, is each person has only got one opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah but only one person, person can, no, but only one only person one can person use can this once. Yeah, so one one person can do it, and then no one else can use the kaboom. Okay, so only so. one person can do it overall. Okay, yeah. so you <laughs> okay. go backwards. Yeah, so like, for what? Oh, so it says literally if we one kaboom. It, how so long did say, he say? Like, give us. Like, like, you, to be too. fair, now you've explained it. It does actually make it easy. Only one person is allowed it. Okay, when ready, set the two minutes and come to a decision. So he's challenging us to do it. Let's do um, it. But the problem no, is, not. it says it, the ghost must be a game that's already been released this year. Where it's only like three games. So. I don't really know. Maybe we have to do it. What three games? Well, you know, like, what, what games this year could even get Monster close? Hunter? Like Monster Hunter, Celeste. Right, Kaboom, Monster Hunter. You didn't set a timer. I've already have. I've pressed it. Oh, sorry. All right. So, Celeste, go 2018. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Celeste. Not played it, but yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All agree? Right. Well, that would be. Thank you, though, for, for coming up with a game. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> madness, but it was brilliant. At the hey, same time. Do, do you know, I totally forgot what I was going to say to James when he was talking about his game, that game where they're reading the novels yeah. and that, whatever it's called. Um, James, here's a game. Right. Okay. You've got, like, to come up with straight away, you've got to send a uh, text message to someone in the past. Go. Right, okay. James, go. What, I'm not doing it now? Well, well, no, you you can't write? do it. You, you can't do run? it. It's a... Oh, I don't know. Send a text to someone in the past, don't, James, come on. Okay, don't do this podcast. I think I'd send that back. Cause... Who did it? To me? To Matt. Yeah. <laughs> to John. <laughs> <laughs> to Matt. <laughs> okay, next question. I'm currently playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on Switch and completely immersed. It... What? Fuck off. And completely immersed in epic story and deep combat, I'm really enjoying exploring the huge worlds, unlocking the RPG skill trees, and chasing the brilliant storyline. 40 plus hours in, and I feel like I can't touch anything else until I finish it. Looks like being my favourite Switch exclusive so far. Right, thing is, a game like this requires my complete attention and all my gaming time to focus on all the complete systems at work. Okay, and he goes on. I paraphrased a bit here, and he says, There are many, basically, I said, there are many amazing and huge games coming out. He 
went into a big long list, but it's a super long email. It's a good email. Anyway, I feel pressured to play multiple games at once, which is difficult when you work and have limited gaming time. My best moments have been when I focus 100% on a single game and play nothing else until I've rinsed it out completely. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of games out nowadays and feel that scrambling between them all somehow spoils or dilutes your experience? How do you make sure you're giving a game a chance to really show you its full potential if you're not spending enough time with it or giving it your full attention? Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Can't wait for E3 this year, boys. It's going to be huge, and that is from Rick. Good question, guys. Yeah. It's a question for Matt, this one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> annoying, but, you know, I, mean, I feel like I've got to play something new every week. I mean, I haven't done that the past two weeks, but I feel like I've got, I've got, I haven't really got the opportunity to keep focused on one game forever because I've got to keep talking about something new every week. Why have you got to keep talking about something new every week? Well, I just feel like it just makes it a bit more interesting. I mean, I've already talked about Monster Hunter twice no, now. I, mean, I can't really could... talk about that a third time. Well, you could talk about your thoughts as you're going through yeah. it. You can't just say, right, okay, I've spoken about the first part. No, but I definitely do game. feel like there, there is a need to try and bring something new every week. Matt, as, as long as it's not disc driving, it's fine. You know, just, it's fine. The other ones are okay. I'd like to hear how you're getting on with Monster Hunter. Well, I just spoke about it. Right, so what do you think? <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> thank you, thank you, John. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so... Like, I, I certainly, it's something that I've wrestled with forever, and then now the amount of games coming out now is ridiculous. Like, I wasn't even expecting to play Monster Hunter early. I was, like, Crossing Souls has come from nowhere. So my plans to play Persona, my plans to play Neo, which I bought, like, they're just disappearing. And then soon it's going to be Sea of Thieves, you know, PUBG took over. Like, it's almost impossible. So I always have this kind of gnawing anxiety that I need to be playing this, need to be playing this, and it helps doing the podcast again now because i now have a reason to go and just try a bunch of new stuff because i do like to like matt like try and bring something new every single week that's just especially from the podcast i was doing before when we were doing so many um i enjoy that aspect of and seeking shit out but yeah i mean there's always going to be that thing and the great question is how do you make sure you're giving a game a chance to really show you its full potential it's a real tough one whether you're reviewing or talking on a podcast or just playing i think that's a it's a tough one to do um just sometimes it just comes down to instinct doesn't it like you can yeah. kind of feel early doors whether something's going to be for you and sometimes you you may well be wrong i know i've been wrong about games in the past and then gone back to them or been you know done the conversely thinking that something's going to be amazing then i plow on and i'm like damn i wasted all that time so yeah it's just sort of in- instinct and experience and a bit of you know just hope but and if you do move off and you know you're done i Honestly, I'd like to try and sell the game so it's not annoying at me anymore. But with digital, you can't do that anymore. I delete it just so it's not there. Like The Witcher 3, I'm never going to finish it. I went back to it. I tried as much as I admire it. I've just had to delete it off my my PS4 Pro. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a state of mind thing. If you you like going from new experience to new experience, then you need to drop that part of your mind that's saying, hey, I should spend more time with each of these games. Um, but if you, if that feeling of needing to spend more time with games is overbearing and is putting you off, like is is destroying your experience of going from new experience to new experience, then cut down on your games for a little bit. I mean, it doesn't help when when you've got a good group of friends playing online games together that's the worst thing because they'll just up and leave a game and then onto the next one and if you ain't on that boat then you you're missing out um for me personally 
I've been quite comfortable missing out on Monster Hunter this time around. Like you guys are all playing Monster Hunter at the moment. You've moved off from that insane amount of PUBG we were playing. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite happy to say, okay, I'll sit this one out. And when Sea of Thieves comes out, I'll be back on board again. Um, so I'm just going and picking up some stuff that I missed in 2017 and playing through that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, if that feeling, that nagging feeling you were describing there is, is destroying you enjoying going from game to game, then maybe it is time to just come to terms with the fact that you want to, you want to just slow down a bit and, and, and focus on the game. Mm-hmm. Also, there's part of me that wants to give up all games and just play Rocket League. Just play Rocket League all night, every night, as long as it's not Joel I'll be really happy then. <laughs> James? I try and have like about, I see, I've usually got two games on the go at, at each time and I just try and focus only on those until I kind of either get through them or decide to forget it. And, uh, yeah, I, I just find I, this is why, I mean, at the moment I'm trying not to get new stuff because it does just start to get ridiculous and you start to feel the guilt of like, I've got all this stuff to play through and I'm never going to. And so like over the Christmas, I bought Last of Us, like the, um, the remaster one for PS4. I still haven't touched that. I need to go back to it at some point. Oh God, I can't wait to hear you talk yeah, about that. It's, um, but yeah, I just, I found it easier. But then also the other problem I have is there's this, you know, like we have so many like machines now as well. There's like, you know, there's PSVR, there's like Switch, there's like, you know, PS4, Xbox. And it's like, I always feel like I need to give like attention to each of these, but then, which is ridiculous because you don't have to do that at all. But I don't know, it, which makes me feel even more pressure to want to play like more, you know, sort of different stuff. This is why I just focused yeah, on I, just two. I really want to go back to Celeste. Mm-hmm. But I just haven't. <laughs> and I, I really, yeah, want, I really want something new to come out for the Switch now. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you feeling that as well? Yeah, definitely. Just a little bit. Just come on. Like I know there's indie games coming out constantly for it and stuff, but just proper Nintendo game out for the Switch again. I, I don't know. It's starting to feel a bit. Did like... you buy Marion Rabbids? No, but that is on the list now uh, because even Joe has said, look, I, I'm fed up of him just banging on about Mario and Rabbids from all the TV adverts. We, we should probably buy it. So I think I'm going to get it, which is going to be a nightmare because I don't enjoy playing those sort of games. It's not great. Um, it's not as you, great as people think it is. No. Uh, but but then it will have the funny... Yeah, like, What did you play? What difficulty setting did you have it on? I just uh, had James? it on... I think I just played it on... Like easy, I think, in the end, because I, I and you still had trouble. With yeah, it. It, yeah. I know it's 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 fine, it's fine, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the the cutscenes, Harry, I love them. So I I don't know, yeah. whatever. I just need new Mario. I need Super Mario Odyssey two. When the fuck is this balloon shit coming out? It's this March, month, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it is this is it month. March? But yeah. it's like, come on, we should learn the date. I hoping to wake up tomorrow and it's just like, oh yeah, it's out now. That'll probably be it, won't it? There'll be a direct or something. They'll go, oh, and you can go and see Luigi and shit now. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay, so uh, we've got a couple of emails on the same subject here for Kurt Lewin and Adrian Chorley. Now, there is a little bit contentious, this subject, and I don't think we've probably had, uh, well, we haven't had time to wrap our heads around it and come up with our thoughts about it. So I'll, I'll read the first one of the two emails. They're basically on the same subject, and, and we can see where we get to in answering them. Hi, champs. I was reading the other day that one of the developers of upcoming game Kingdom Come Deliverance is an unashamed ra- sexist and racist. Apparently, in an interview with Kotaku in 2015, he laid his beliefs bare. I don't know the guy, so I'm not going to pass judgment as I haven't done enough research into him, but it did get me thinking, especially with the recent Quantic Dream news story. If a game was released that was a bona fide classic, a must-play that you knew you would enjoy, if it was discovered that a developer of the game... 
uh, was a studio full of wrong working practices just beyond long working hours and what is considered banter that we might experience at work or if it was a one-man indie dev it was a full-on sexist slash racist or something else just as bad would you refrain from buying the game despite knowing you would enjoy it i think it'd be easy to do so when it's a one-man band behind the game but i'm not sure i would back from buying a game of one person as part of a larger team with bad people so it seems wrong to punish the many on behalf of just one bad egg and then cheers looking forward to Wednesday's announcement and then Adrian Chorley basically the exact same thing um, but he also talks about the sound engineer from Subnautica getting sacked for um, a load of like very questionable tweets which again sort of breached into those uh, those areas she was um, yeah let go apparently I didn't realise but I saw the tweets um it's a contentious subject it's one where i think the only answer i can really give is i'd have to look at everything by case by case basis i mean i don't even know what this person said in the kingdom come deliverance i've not seen anything about it obviously you don't really want to be supporting something that you vehemently disagree with but at the same time you'd have to look at everything case by case you're right like there is a difference between one man band and a studio in this case of subnautica it's an audio she's audio engineers the sound engineer audio engineer you know like one person in the in the team of however many people 50 60 70 100 there's not a director of the project tweeting some stuff you're like i I don't really see how that's the game's fault but then again if that person was a fucking nazi and the you know was outwardly and not like a proper nazi outwardly a nazi on social media in public and the studio was allowing that to happen because just by being yeah, complicit yeah, in yeah, public, you know what i mean that's why it has to be purely case by case purely case by case in this 2018 world we live in where everybody from the you know the qa person at the bottom of the rung to the the director of the project has the same ability to make noise on social media and to have a public voice then um you know the more and more situations like this are going to happen i'm sure we've all played games where people on the teams have, you know, have been people we'd vehemently politically, like socially disagree with, but you just never know. You'd never possibly know what you could ever know from, you know, nineties and two thousands. Now is different. So it's, it's just going to be subject that, that pops up more and more. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously there's a game from E3 last year. I think it's last year, but uh, you know, the last night, which is that is a 2d platform with a sort of, um, yeah, like the Blade Runner style thing. Blade, Blade Runner esque, yeah. yeah. And um, Evan, when it was announced, I was like, "Oh god, wow, this looks amazing! Can't wait to play it!" Wow, wow, wow. And then, like an hour or two later, people discovered that that guy was like a game gay supporter or like, anti-feminist or whatever. And suddenly, Evan's like, "Fuck that game! What's the point?" I mean, the game still looks great, but when you say taking it by case by case basis. It's not going to be based on what people are saying on Twitter. It's actually looking into that actual physical hard evidence that they've done. And maybe I'm being naive, but I'd still like to think that if you're in a big enough company and you're out at like you're openly racist and sexist, you ain't going to be at that company for long. And maybe that's a stupid thing to say and people can point out instances where that hasn't happened. But then that's when I would probably step away from a product that they've been creating. Um, I think when it comes to big companies where hundreds and hundreds of people are working on a game and one of them has come out, uh, like news stories have come, not not even news stories, if it's, you know, if they are a racist or, or you know, um, they're like, I'm more accepting of other people's political uh, views like if i don't agree with them politically i don't mm-hmm. write the person off completely and um, unless it it's actively hateful do you know what i mean and yeah some people can argue you know the people that support the conservatives are <laughs> actively hateful I, d- I don't know right i don't want to go into it that much what i'm saying is that yes what you've said in your email is bang on when it is one or two people 
um, working on a game, it's much easier to say, hey, I don't want to be involved with that. I don't want to be involved with what you're producing. Um, when it's a huge team of people to feel that that one, that the, the huge team is getting punished because of one person is, you know, an arsehole, um, then, you know, then I'm, I feel a little bit more conflicted over it. Um, it's, it's, it's also easy to make your mind up based on tweets and reports that are unverified and that we don't know the true story behind it. Um, but as John says, if someone is flat out completely, clearly a complete dick and uh, they're trying to sell you a game, then I ain't going to be buying it. So yeah, it does. In short, it does have an influence on me. Um, and I sort of, I sort of tackled with this, um, a little while ago, uh, when it come when uh, Josh Homme did that thing on stage uh, over Christmas, where he kicked a camera out of a woman's uh, like there was a female photographer and he kicked the camera while he was on stage and it hit her in the face. And I'm like, that you are my hero and your music make means so much to me. And now I fucking hate you for a bit. You know what I mean? And so. I've had that sort of feeling outside of gaming as well. And it is, there's definitely a conflict there because I love his music, but he was completely, he was a complete arsehole that night. So like, how can I support him as, as much as I did before? It's, it's a bit of a weird one. Um, but yeah, you'll always have that from creatives and stuff. Like you'll always wonder whether you should love them or not. And I think, you know, people obviously had that stuff with the Beatles as well. I mean, it's all swept under the carpet now, but all of the, the weird shit John Lennon did, uh, and nasty shit he did, that that doesn't get brought up, and that plays on my mind as well. I don't know, it's weird. I've, I feel really conflicted about this. What I try not to do is go headfirst and dive into the crowd of, of shouting tweets, Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, laughing mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah, I try, Which I just try not, never not having to, a pop at anyone, yeah. but, you know. No, no, I just personally try to never subscribe to groupthink um and to never just get uh, yeah, swept along i like to just d- dive a little deeper it's not difficult these days to to go and do your own research to find the quotes to to really analyze it try and work out what people are saying if you're interested and and then make your own mind up from there and then like you know it, it, it's tedious sometimes being in games like people you know you you'd never play anything if any because people just get so upset so quickly so yeah Okay. All right, final final one, a little bit more lighthearted. Hey, guys, back around the early 2000s, I used to enjoy a show called Gamesville on Sky One. It would feature reviews, competitions, and a cheat section with the games guru who lived in the loft. It was all the worst parts of early 2000s video game culture, but I loved every second of it. Did any of you watch any gaming shows on TV? What ones did you enjoy? Cheers, fellas. Ben. Uh, Probably a yes from all of us, and we're all a little bit older, so we, I mean, I'll probably speak for all of us when it's like bad influence, obviously, Games Master, yeah, and then uh, like Thumb Bandits was that the one? Thumb Bandits mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. That was the, yeah, I really liked that one. But I think it it's looked back on in less of a nice like I don't know. I don't think that was as praised as much as um, Bad Influence. But I, yeah, I don't I think I watched it. any Thumb Thumb Bandits. Thumb, I mean, definitely watched the first two. Thumb Bandits. Uh, who was played great. Thumb Bandits? It was sorry. It was Ian Lee and um, yeah, it was Ian Lee and um, oh right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember it, mm. but I wasn't. I, I'm, I'm not as fond of that as I was Bad Did, Influence didn't that and uh, Game Master. Bits for real. As well, that was that came before that. If I remember. 
probably. The bits was know. the one with the Emily Booth with, um, and Emily Skrotsky and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, I enjoyed that actually. And then there was Games World on Sky where Big Boy Barry was from. Is that right? Yep. Game yeah, World. And Big Boy Game Barry. And Games was yeah. the one where they review things in G's. Yeah, it was uh, a, I'll give it five G's. I'll give it five G's. And uh, they had a mobile phone game bit, which was even shit back then. She <laughs> was just like, knock your 3210. They used to start like, seeing impressive the challenges as well, didn't they? Where they'd be like, so what's your beef? Why, why do you want to challenge him? And all that. And it was, yeah, they'd like two kids on there saying that, you know, that's right. He's, uh, he's, yeah. he's annoyed me. But, but 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 then any sort of computer game thing on the telly you get well pumped for like totally pumped for mm. like you make sure you watch it um i think there was one i think it might have been the big the bad boy barry one that was on every Bear. morning after x-men on sky one uh, yeah i think like, that, cause i didn't have sky back then yeah, but yeah i think that was at games world yeah games world yeah that was that's some good shit good shit okay all right it's tweets time. Okay, tweets, 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 tweets. It's tweets time, tweets time, tweets time, tweets time. First up, Tom Doughty, Rukaku Police. Uh, what's your favourite genre of sausage? Uh, Going to start with Matt on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do like an apple and leek sausage, if I'm going to go exotic. Okay. James? Uh, I like the ones with like, sweet chilli in them. That's nice. Mm, interesting. Oh, yeah, interesting. they're also good. Uh, David? Porky Whites. Clearly the best. And, um, you know, I, I quite like a, a good quality bratwurst, to be honest. But, you know, uh, oh, uh, I'm different. Strong choice. Well, oh, oh, it's a fuck off, Dave. I didn't hear what you said, and then I realised, and then I realised. <laughs> right, Andre Gushwend. Um, now that James has started playing the best game of 2017, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, hmm. what are the podcast opinions on Monolith's previous works? So things like the Xenogears, Xenosaga games, as well as Xenoblade games. So, uh, I haven't Dave? played any of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all shit. Uh, I've never played them. I don't know. Yeah, same here. Yeah, me neither. None of us played any of them? Yeah, the only Monolith soft game that I've played is the work that they did on Breath of the Wild. Uh, very good. But good. Uh, apart from yeah. that, that was a good game, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah, yeah sorry. All right. Uh, Nick, Nick a dollar says, following Dark Calls, did James ever start Dark Souls 2? I did not. I own it, but I haven't, I haven't played it. Holy shit. One of our listeners sent you a copy of that. They did, yeah. And you just put it on the shelf, did you? Yeah. Did you sell it? No, I've still got it. All right, okay. But I haven't played it. Yeah, it's, okay, uh... okay. So Luke Summerhays uh, says he also uh, wrote us an email. Um, as I mentioned earlier, that you know people got my thing that I said at the oh, fucking bang the mic again. Sorry, people uh, got my thing that I said at the end of the last podcast confused. So here's a, a, a case in point. John said last week that the homework was to ask questions about specific games. So I'm going to have a go at that. Arms. Who do you guys main? Who do you most dislike coming up against? What do you think Nintendo need to do to get ARMS and, Spl- and Splatoon to take off in the Western esports scene as well as they have in Japan? So uh, Twin Tails, who I main. Who do I most dislike coming up against? Um, probably Min Min. And Nintendo needs to do to get ARMS and Splatoon off the events. It's, it's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Like uh, It's too PC-focused, Western esports. And um, in terms of fighting games, ARMS is there, but people aren't really going to get off uh, Street Fighter, Tekken, Dragon Ball, Smash. It's going to be a real struggle. Smash. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to know what the, the player count is for things like Splatoon these days. No, oh, Splatoon. Still, oh, yeah. You still get a game instantly. Yeah, it's and they're oh, still okay. running the um those tournament. You know, the uh, what's it called the 
Splatfests and everything as well. Splatfests. Yeah, Gherkin or Gherk out, motherfuckers. Yeah, Gherkin and Gherk. I mean, they're, they're really scraping the barrel already, already, aren't they? I thought that was quite good. It's better better than most of the other ones they've done recently. Um, but yeah, no, no. Gherkin, but Splatoon's still, still pretty yeah, big, yeah. I think. I still who do you, who'd you main on arms, James? Uh, Ninjara. I, nice. Well, I like not nice because uh, Ninjara's scum, but you know, yeah. at least you're playing it. Right. Uh, <laughs> Moving on, Luke, again, again, misinterpreted what I said, but I, I take the full blame on that because I <laughs> fucked up. It was me that fucked up. So he's uh, Monster Hunter. Do you guys feel it's more of a play with your mates, like about kind of game, or a game you like to sit down and get stuck into in single player? For me, it's both. Uh, Matt, do you feel... Oh, well, you can answer both. Matt, do you feel that your Dark Souls experience has helped you at all with Monster Hunter's combat? So you can just answer both of those if you want. Um, I... Th- I... F- I'm not sure it's helped. I mean, I can see, I can see the, the comparisons between the two games, and uh, but I'm really bad at Dark Souls con- <laughs> combat, so so no. But I, I, I can see that, that there's a there's a knack to be to be more precise, to take your time, to understand what the enemies are doing, rather than just bowl in and and hammer the buttons. And uh, that first one, do you feel it's more of a play with your mates? Or? Oh, I mean. I enjoyed playing on my own just to get the just to get the hang of it, but yeah, it, it was in, it was so much more so much but more, uh, more fun to play with uh, with mates. So yeah, I'll, I'll go in the mates three. But this does feel like a game where you can do it either way and have a great time. Definitely, yeah, more so, much more so than the Destiny. I'd Definitely. say in that respect. Um, right, Rich Spurs twenty four. Which video game character would James get to do the audio version of his book? <laughs> can I can I choose that guy from Console Wars that did the voices for that? Do you remember that, David? Uh, no, definitely. I guess you can, Dave. You remember no, the, go on. You remember that audio book that, that, that we had? That was the oh, 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 yeah. Oh God, that that yeah, that was incredible. And he's got to do it in his really racist Japanese accent that yeah. he put on for Shigeru Miyamoto. Yeah, yeah they did throughout the whole thing, or do it in the voice when he played when he was reading the bits of the lip, like the guy's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> his five-year-old daughter. <laughs> he would put on this sort of high-pitched. Child's voice, it was incredible. That, that if you've not heard that audio book, uh, send a message to James. He'll, he'll whack it in a Dropbox for you. Illegal, but you know, very good. Paying for it, yeah. <laughs> it is good. It is good. Right, uh, Darren Gargett always coming with fire questions. Hi guys, what's your favourite made-up condiment? I'm currently making mustard and salad cream. It's all right. That sounds. Fucking disgusting, Darren. Yep. Um, yeah. My favourite made-up... They're all made-up, aren't they? I mean, none of them are natural, so I don't know what you mean. But no, I'll go but to, like ones Chipotle that you don't from, get straight um, out of the bottle. All right, well, all right. Uh, I, I, on my subway, I have Chipotle and hot chilli, and that together is really nice. Um, I recommend mayonnaise with a touch of Frank's hot sauce. That is quite good. Um, also, uh, you can't beat a bit of... When you mix up mayonnaise and... Uh, and Tomato ketchup, ketchup but yeah. then yeah, add rose. some chopped gherkins in there. It's all good. That's a good little sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely go for the old uh, mayo and, and ketchup number. Definitely. The prawn cocktail. Yeah, it's yeah. good. James? That's all I've got. I can't think of anything else. Right. What's all you've got? What you just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got then. Yeah. Orchimedes, uh question. Which beast from Monster Hunter does John Denton reckon he could take on in a cage fight if it was scaled down to the size of Demetrius Johnson, who is very, very, very small, um, but still a human? 
Uh, none of them. They've all got big teeth. Uh, I don't do cage fights. Um, I would definitely lose to an animal that was stronger than me and had teeth. Um, so unfortunately, none of them. But probably a Barath if I had to choose to die to something. And and that's then, not the attitude, is it? It's not well, the attitude. No, it's, like, it's like, oh, what, can you beat a fucking animal? No, not really. And yeah, yes, yeah, you can. Just fucking, yeah, smash them in a fucking and paw. <laughs> you can do it <laughs> right square in the paw and, get uh, right in that. the fucking paw same question about monster cage fighting to Matt Murray <laughs> put in the puke puke <laughs> <laughs> and Alex 79 UK who got this in just before the cut off time lads tell me what your favourite album of all time is also John do you ever miss having to try to play at least 10 games a week well I'll answer that one quickly I don't miss having to try and play 10 games a week but I am enjoying like I said before seeking out stuff to try and play so I've always got something fresh and and on fire to talk about every single week although I didn't play enough of Crossing Souls which pisses me off that's my own fault but my favourite album of all time it's difficult I like a lot of different genres I'll do my three mm-hmm. easies. I'll do uh, my metal, Deftones, White Pony. I'll do my sort of oh, yeah. singer-songwriter, whatever type of music, Elliot Smith, either, either or. And hip-hop, I'll go Jay-Z, Blueprint, although, you know, different things are in that, in there. Dave? Oh, it's, it's, it's a any, tough question off the top of your head. I thought about any, this before, to be fair. Yeah, any of the Queen's ones, they're all good. Um, there's a few albums I think are perfect. There's one called Outside the Simeon Flock by Millionaire, that's really good. Um, uh, Bubblegum by Mark Lanigan's fucking excellent. Um, oh, Jesus. Like, there's too many. There's too many. Like, yeah. And some of them are, uh, oh, God, really? You know, like, the, definitely maybe by Oasis, fucking mm-hmm. Nirvana, never mind. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's some, um, there's some good music out there, guys. There and really uh, if you go, can I recommend Spotify.com? Uh, if you've not heard music before, and get on there. I, I'll I'll tell you one thing. There's this uh, that Discover Weekly. I I know it's algorithm algorithms, and you're all supposed to be like, oh no, you can't tell me what I like. That has thrown up so many artists that have like twelve followers on Twitter that, that are incredible. Like I can't believe that they're not massive. Like there's a, a album uh, by Jesse Hughes called. I can't remember the name of it, but it's his first album. He looks at like Andy Hamilton on the front cover. Um, and there's a, a, they threw up a band called Himala- Himalayas. They, they've only been out a year and they're just breaking through on the radio and stuff. And some of their music is fucking incredible. I, did, like, yeah, I, I love that. I love the fact that you can discover music that way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's too much good music, Matt. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, this is a, an impossibly hard question. I will say, uh, a new show by oh, Nirvana, one of my all-timers. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess one of my early, early big albums that I loved was uh, Jason Donovan around the first by Deftones. He said, "Let's just break the mic." Yeah, I, I mean, as I said, I, I've actually getting back into Arctic Monkeys recently because I'm obviously looking forward to new stuff. And I listened to their first album, and that's still that's still bloody amazing. Yeah. I know that's. That's just still really, really, really good. Yeah. I, got, I can't wait for a new record. Um, I am as well. I'm listening to so much music incredible. at the moment. Like, I'm still having to listen to podcasts. I mean, I'm absolutely in love with po- Post Malone. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing Nowhere is amazing. Uh, there's so much good stuff. But yeah, I guess In Utero will be my first answer. And James the same, That's my yeah. go-to one. See, I would have gone for a new try, but also... See, I, I like... Do you, do you know, like, Asian Dub Foundation? I like mm-hmm. Community Music is one of my favourites. And also uh, Science Fiction by Uncle 
is a fantastic, oh, nice. yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. record. Yeah. yeah, I forgot that even existed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. You're you're, um, you're like a massive um, Foo Fighters fan, aren't you, James? Yeah, I like Foo Fighters a lot. That fucking single from their new album is so good. Mm-hmm. The one where they don't like because I love. I'd say I'd loved the Foo Fighters and I fell out of love with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like their last couple of albums, I never really got on board with. But that, what is it? Highway in the Sky or whatever it's called. Fucking what a tune. Mm-hmm. They sound like the Black Keys in it, but it's, um, yeah. Whatever. The last, the We're last not music album's people. been pretty good, actually. It's Because um, the one before that, you know, Sonic Highways, it only had it's about one or two songs on it that were like actually yeah, really good. Was, but it, that it, has I Outside, which is one of the best songs like ever. It's amazing. I'm still fascinated with bands. Like, I think Muse are our generation's U2. Like, when you younger people go, oh, Muse, they're awful. And I'm like, yeah, but no, you've really got to hear their first couple of albums because they're, they've, they're fantastic. Yeah, but look how embarrassing they are now. Yeah, I know, but no, trust me, trust me. And that's that's what you get with older people and you too. And then, no, listen to Joshua Tree. I don't want to. I hate Bono's. <laughs> Fucking, he's a knob. Uh, but yeah, sorry. That's it. No more music <laughs> No more tweets that either. It? That was it. Uh, fucking fire letters this week. Fire tweets. Yeah, what I meant was if you guys have got any funny little quiz games, little ideas like uh, Adam Capone's, then, then let us have them. Chuck them out. Cool. And if you want to talk about individual games as well, that's great too. Just keep them coming. Keep them coming. Keep the deluge coming. Matt, what we got? What we got on social media this week? Uh, it's the same. I was really forced on Twitter. We're at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, also, get over to Twitch if you uh, and you can follow us uh, by going to uh, twitch.tv slash the computer game show. If you're an Amazon Prime customer, you can subscribe for free. Just link your accounts and you can give us $2.50 uh, for that. For But it won't cost you a thing just because you're an Amazon Prime customer. Uh, and, uh, and and uh, we absolutely uh, love your, your Apple uh, podcasts or, or iTunes. <laughs> we reviews, love all so. your Apple's podcasts. We love them all. Apple podcast, Apple iTunes reviews, whatever you want to call it. Please go over there and leave us a review. That really helps us. Uh, and that's about it. Really. You know what I want to see this week? I want to see a lot of you getting pumped about um, uh, TCGS Live at Res 2018 on Sunday. Uh, the what? 15th, 15th of April. Of April. Um, I mean, it's going to be a standard show, but if there is if there is anything you feel like we could do or should do, like give us your suggestions. I'm, I'm not going to listen to them. Standard. Right, I'm in charge so of shit. I'm, I'm potentially just missing my son's birthday for this, but it's fine because we're just going to change the you day just move it. No, seriously, get pumped on it on social media, tweet about it and stuff because yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. us look more important. Yeah, if you're coming, then yeah, let us know. Yeah, let's make some noise. Say you are, so that the organisers of Res go, oh shit, we need to give them three hours. This is ridiculous. They're going to change the game. They're changing Res. They're changing (laughs) everything. How did you manage to book them? That's what what you've got. We we need to change the venue. We need to book the O2. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you weren't already going, and then now you're going because of that, and you're getting tickets, yeah, let us know. If you're going anyway, let us know. Yeah, we want to get everyone fucking pumped for this thing yeah i'm pumped for it right thanks for living it we'll catch you next week with another selection of games news and items good day Players. Good day. Good day. Good day. <laughs>